0: You understand the meaning of the word foreboding? As in badness is happening right now. Thank you, thank you, thank you. you far too kind. Oh, you guys are a hell of a duet here.
1: Why'd you start harmonizing? Can I get an encore? Do you want more? Cook and roll with the Brooklyn boys. So for one last time, I need you Because lobsters live for over 100 years. Now what the hell are you waiting for? After me, there should be no more. So for one last time, make some noise.
0: That's for John Lennon, you Yankee fucking cunt
2: Who are you? What is your relationship to Beverly? Are you aware of her condition?
3: She's dying All I know is that I'm pulled to her like air when I'm under the water
1: You steal things? I do steal things,
3: yeah, from time to time
1: (laughs) What's the best thing you've ever stolen?
3: I'm beginning to think I haven't stolen it yet
1: Can you hear your heart? Stop it or melt all the snow I'm standing on. Give me a chance and you'll melt all the snow in the world. I'm a faithful servant to Lucifer. I've been blackening souls for longer than I can remember. I've come to believe that a human is on the verge of saving the red-haired girl. When I'm a thief. Can't I steal just one life? Pearl, he's tripled the reward. He's got his guys looking everywhere. I need to stop this one now.
3: Anton Chekhov, Franz Kafka, John Keats, Jean-Jacques Rousseau, Henry David Thoreau, Walt Whitman, Edward Munch, Frederick Chopin, Igor Stravinsky, Edward VI, Henry VII, Louis VIII, Louis 17th no, Louis XIII and Louis Seventeenth, Napoleon II, Alexander Graham Bell, Emmanuel Kant, Dmitry Mendeleev, and Florence Nightingale. That is correct, everybody. This is tuberculosis's third appearance on this <laughs> run of Colin <laughs> Farrell movies that we were doing. <laughs> just had to roll through that uh it's it's only fair we do it with uh, you know every other major factor that we've been covering and what, Cole... are we,
0: what are the other two tuberculosis movies
3: okay well we just watched one
0: i'm so Does we literally tuberculosis? it was last <laughs> week's
3: episode dude yeah
0: but we recorded that three years ago um
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay uh
0: okay it's saving, it's saving mr banks what's the other one again saving mr
3: banks were colin dies yes. and Spoilers. ask the dust yes she
0: does have tuberculosis i'm actually going to put a pin in that because i i want to object to this but welcome to above the title the only podcast about colin farrell and the state of the 21st century movie star uh today we are covering this is the 10th anniversary special connor i don't know if you looked when this episode's gonna drop but this is the 10th oh. anniversary special.
3: Happy the Valentine's Day, everybody. 2014
0: Akiva Goldsman film, oh, Winter's God. Tale. And joining us this week, we have a very special guest, Charlie Schumann. Hey. Okay. Say hi, Charlie. Hi. What's up? Did you like this
2: movie, Charlie? No, not of really. Course not. <laughs> of course not. Of course not. No, I didn't. Man. Had you had you Boy. seen this before, Charlie? No, I'd okay. never seen it before, um, did you pick
3: I, this, or did Cole bully you into? No, I TV? picked. It. I mean,
2: Cole gave me like two options, and then this one was supposed to be really bad, and I was like, okay, it seems like the kind of bad I might Man. enjoy to watch. I, I need to. I need to
0: briefly defend myself. You, you. You have it backwards. I gave you the list of unclaimed titles. You asked. You said like two have popped out, oh, and you said okay, Winter's Tale okay, seems like it okay. could be fun, and you said something else, and I was like, do Winter's Tale.
2: Okay. okay um, I wonder what the okay. other one
0: was. I don't remember what the that other sounds one was. <laughs> it would have been funny if it was like
3: Dead Man Down. <laughs> this, I think it was something. Like this is definitely a, probably with an O. I don't
2: this know. This is
3: probably easier to talk about than Dead Man's Down and some of the <laughs> other movies that we
0: have covered. Dead Man's Down is like a torture session. Yeah. Um, I'm going to try to find what else you asked for. This yeah. is like, uh, I will. We've
3: <laughs> I will spoiler alert for the rest of this podcast. Like, I. I hate this movie. And um,
2: it's really bad.
3: I was very angry when I finished watching it the first time. And let me just preface it by saying like, I don't think it's the worst movie that we've covered, but I think the aspects of it that are good or do hint at something being good is what makes it so atrociously horrible to like sit mm. through and experience. Mm-hmm. That's like my own opinion of it. And like Cole and I had a convert uh, not really a conversation. We like, Briefly went back and forth about Neil Gaiman earlier today. And like, I really like a lot of like Neil Gaiman's literary fiction. Sandman is like a very important comic series to me and stuff like that. And like the the fact that this movie could share in a way where like it could be that like all encompassing spirituality in a sense that like that type of fiction does accomplish, at least for me, in some and not not regularly, but in some ways it does and the fact that this movie is like in my opinion so poorly awfully directed and wastes clear effort that the performers do appear to be like attempting to give on screen is just heartbreaking to me
0: uh yeah the reason we were talking about neil gaiman is because um as far as i can tell this movie's only defender is neil gaiman oh who wrote a thing on his blog when it came out, where he was like, "This is a really wonderful movie." Yeah, um,
3: it's not. I, I which, told which you, it's not shocking to
0: me. Yeah, well, rereading yeah. that, it, it seems like it's more just that he loves the book and he thinks it's a faithful adaptation. Yeah, of the novel. Because uh, this I know movie, anything
2: about the novel. Because I Do read you? a, re- I haven't read it, but I read a little bit about it and. Yeah um i all i will all i really remember from when i read was that um the author is very conservative and people said that it was the first capitalist fairy tale
1: Oh, interesting!
2: <laughs> uh, yes, and that it was a um a beautiful depiction of reaganism oh wow i mean you it, it was
3: uh it was published in like 85 right yeah yeah yeah. You know, I didn't look that much into it. I, I actually had read I read the first chapter of it before I watched the movie initially the yeah. first time. And um, just for like the way my life is going at the moment, like I was running out of time to like prepare for for this. And uh, the I hated the movie so much that I was like, OK, I'm no longer going to dig into what is here in the novel form or anything about it. But that, that is, that is very interesting to me. This like Reagan era fantasy epic. That kind of like,
0: I, I am just clocking now. That you said that, Charlie. That this book is like famously conservative. Because I've not read this novel. I know it's a yeah. novel that people like from the eighties. I am just clocking now that the Mark Halperin, who wrote the novel *Winter's Tale*, is the Mark Halperin, who's a conservative pundit and sits on the board of the Claremont Institute and was yep. a speechwriter for Bob <laughs> oh, <really>? Dole <Dull laughs> oh, and is wow. like a much better <laughs> known like neocon political thinker of like the Man. the late nineties and early two thousands. Wow! Now I yeah. wish I had read the book.
3: I know I wish I kind of followed through with it. It's long, though.
0: It's long. Yeah. It's like yeah. six hundred pages, or. Would well, you like want that. theoretically a like century-spanning epic about the, the 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 eternal battle between God and Satan?
3: Theoretically, to yes. Be yeah. long.
0: <laughs> to well, be yeah. long. In this movie, can I can I hit you with problem number one about this movie? Yeah, hit us. It's too short. Okay, and then problem number not two is into everything that. else. I'm not bought into that. It needs a little more breathing room, Connor.
2: Well, if it wants to do all the things it's doing, then yes, it needs to be exactly. Awesome. Yes. It but needs to it... be pushing three hours.
3: I I'm more two. like I think cut out all the explicit supernatural stuff and <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I, have it be a... <laughs> I'm
3: more. I'm more along oh, the lines I'm of like. I don't need the <laughs> I don't need Will Smith to be in this movie. Like I don't need those well, conversations will between talk. Will Smith and Russell Crowe. And the, <laughs> I don't
2: and, know, those might have been my favorite part.
3: I think <laughs> I think if you have like the more bare bones romantic through line of the film and then the like complete 180 of Farrell's character not dying throughout the century, that to me like creates like a much more
0: you were, you were much saying more... you want it to be James Gray's the Immigrant, but with a little magic.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. yeah. But
0: you could just watch James Gray's the Immigrant. It comes out three months later. It's a really good movie. Uh,
3: yeah, that is true. I it's mean the best this English movie...
0: language Marion Cotillard performance.
3: This movie, I guess what I guess what I wanted, if <laughs> we're going to put it in that terms, is more like the James Gray version of Titanic that like happens to have.
0: That sounds great.
3: Yeah. The storyline of this is like very similar to Titanic for half of the movie, and then sure. yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> um. So I just want to breaks off into insanity pretty of, early
3: on, and kind of stretch it, it ramps it up near, as it nears its end. Yeah,
0: yeah. I was I was joking to you earlier today, Connor, as as I was finishing this movie, and I was like making jokes, like, "What if I actually really came in and was like, I really like this movie, mm-hmm. and I don't like this movie, but I do think." My my take on this movie is actually going to annoy you more than if I did come in here and say this movie.
1: I don't
0: know. Because I do not like this movie, but I do think I can think of ten movies we have already covered on the show that are worse than Winter's Tale.
3: I I literally said I agree with you. Okay. Yeah. I I, I, okay. I said just said that like five minutes it's, ago.
0: It's, oh, so it's not your it's I, not your bottom tier because no, you've it's been an, mad it's
3: all it's. Week. it's in the way that this movie fails for me is what makes me so angry Uh, okay yeah
0: because i'm just like i think this is just like kind of a blah bad movie but like you're really not gonna say i'm i'm editing the way back episode like as we're recording this (laughs) like i I stopped that to open this call at a much better time watching this than i did the way back
3: oh You know, as somebody who liked The Wayback, I think I really like Colin in this movie. I really oh, like him a lot. I think, fucking is that, is that an insane take? No, in Winter's Tale, I really like him in Winter's Tale. Really? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I think okay. which is probably what makes me so, so angry oh in hindsight. Oh my God. I'm like reading a lot into what he's doing on screen. I think the thing for me is like... Watching this movie is like watching a nine-year-old try to cook Asobuko with like seven hundred dollar ingredients.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. yeah, that's an interesting one. to There's there is one thing I really like about this movie. And it's not Colin, but we'll we'll get to it when we get to it. Uh but this is this is Winter's Tale. Happy birthday, Winter's Tale. You're 10 years old. <laughs> Uh, and you are probably one of the better remembered movies that came out in February of 2014, weirdly enough. Yeah, I think so. Um, besides Were you aware
3: the- of this movie uh, when it came out?
0: Me? Yeah,
3: absolutely. Okay, I was just making oh, yeah. sure because I the, certainly he, was. Yeah, yeah. Charlie, <laughs> I hadn't seen it. I hadn't oh. seen it until this year, yeah. but no. I was certainly aware of it in 2014.
2: I had, I had no, I had no idea this movie existed. To be yeah. honest, it took me like 20 minutes to realize that it was not at all related to Shakespeare. Too. Yeah, I, I oh, thought yeah.
0: about doing a fun joke, Connor, and pretending that I watched the Eric Romare movie uh but then i was like too lazy to do that and i haven't actually seen that movie that would be um, a more
3: interesting podcast episode than this is yeah there, uh, that's the kind of charlie that's kind of like the running theme of this colin run that we've yeah because i don't i don't know of how aware you are of this but like the movies that are the reason aside from two maybe three all of the movies that are the reason for Cole and I decided to do this start like next week <laughs> or start two but, but weeks from not now. just yeah <laughs> not
0: just that it starts next week but 2009 to 2014 is a really bad yeah period for Colin Farrell and he's working a lot during okay. that window okay. right like he's fucking booking it it's a full third of the run of the show okay. um that we're, we're we're nearing the end of and i think this is the climax of that more than next week's episode is connor i think i've never see next week's episode
3: okay i mean i've seen just to be fully transparent here because we had a schedule change and i thought oh, we were going to record so i've seen the first Third of okay. next week's episode because um, I re- I realized a third of the way in that we were going to go back to this and I can tell you right now that while I am not necessarily sure how next week's project will end, I, you can tell from the the opening moments of the film that Colin has already entered like a different period of his Interesting. career. Interesting. Yeah.
0: Well, I, I I guess the point I'm trying to make is. I, I have a running gag where I like to tell people who are friends of mine since I discovered that it exists. His next week's episode is he is in a remake of the classic Swedish film, Miss Julie, directed by the great Swedish actress, Liv Ullmann. Yeah. And any time I like am talking to someone who like is a big Bergman head. I like to be like, did you know that Colin Farrell was in a remake of Miss Julie with, that Lee Volman <laughs> directed? And it blows people's minds because that movie has no tail. Where I yeah. think this movie has a bit of a cultural tale because I did not see this movie when it came out. But when this movie came out, what passed for Film Twitter in 2014 which was really like the cycle of people who were really floating around the Alamo Draft House in Austin, and the fucking New Beverly in L.A. Right? Yeah. And like people who worked for those companies, right? Like it was very those two cities, like scenester focused more so than it is now. People really were trying to get this movie off the ground. This is so bad, it's a good classic, and it didn't stick. Per se, because movies don't become so bad as good classics anymore. I don't think. Um,
3: um, I don't know if that's true. I just don't. Besides, I think cats, what we we've yeah. I I mean,
0: what considering the
3: cultural years? like, I don't know. I the 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 atmosphere that we just lived through that has physically like affected the way people have been watching movies over the last four years I think has like prevented a lot of that from happening yes because a lot of the so bad it's good classic cult classic phenomena happens with like interactive screenings within the theater people yelling stuff at the screen and like having a good yes communal time together kind of basking in like the horribleness of the thing that they are watching and I that just can't happen in a singular setting individually like within your living room Yes. it's surprising it's surprising that the narrative of that for cats went as
0: far as it did well have we ever talked about cats connor have
2: we ever talked about cats charlie i'm just thinking i ta- think so I'm i only mean, i i saw it only i saw it with jeff
0: that would have been so much fun man oh okay my, my hot take with cats is that people like the reason cats took off as a so bad it's good classic is because people they don't understand it but they're actually responding to the fact that cats is like quietly a masterpiece (laughs) and like the most formally audacious hollywood film of the past five years okay maybe longer
3: yeah but isn't that this is a pro cats
0: podcast is that
3: not the case with most so bad it's good cults? well that's the that's the other thing
0: is that most so bad it's good movies are like good movies that people are annoying about
3: like I mean, my favorite, The Room, is like such a structural nightmare that it almost becomes avant-garde because of how but little the room, it the connects room is, to
0: itself. The Room yeah. is a certain movie theater here in Chicago, Illinois, basically reverse engineering their own Rocky Horror that they yeah, can yeah. show. Yeah, yeah. Charlie, I don't know if you know this, but the music box is like fairly responsible for the cult of the room.
2: I do know that. And
0: all that shit.
2: I do know that, unfortunately. And I I I do not enjoy the room at the music box.
0: I've never been. I was, I I walked out um, of work a few weeks ago, um, which is I work on the same street as the music box. Okay. Um, and I walk outside and I'm immediately like, the vibes are bad. <laughs> like, I'm just like, something's uh-huh. wrong. You South just court, know they're playing, tra- tra- they're screening the room. he uh-huh. knows exactly what I'm about to say. Uh-huh. I'm just like, something's wrong here. Like, cause like the street I work on is like, a, there's a lot of bars there, especially this was like Friday or Saturday night. It's normally like, there's people there when like, it's midnight, but I'm like, something's weird. Something's off. And I walk, I start walking North to go home and the music box there's like a line around the block and i'm like what's going on here and then i get to the music box i see the marquee says the room with tommy Wiseau in attendance and i'm like well that's why everything sucks on southport right now
2: yes yep the worst people on the planet are in that we're in that line But,
0: but the worst people on the planet were on that block
2: yeah
0: um how did we get onto this bad movies
2: yeah yeah but even then charlie you said you don't
0: remember this movie coming out right
2: no not at all i wasn't on on one direction twitter
0: yes you were on one direction
2: (laughs) i wasn't we were talking about winter scale
0: (laughs) who's your favorite of the four
2: Uh, i was a louis oh wow who's the not you said who's the four who are
0: you excluding
3: oh yeah there's five of them my bad (laughs) my bad
0: do i have a favorite as someone who is only like looked on it from the outside I know the one I hate the most, and that's N- N- Nile. Neil. how do you pronounce it? Yeah, because he Niall, uh... He's just annoying. He's got an a... annoying face.
2: He was my. He's my third. I was a Louis th- Zane, Niall, Harry Liam. I think I
0: like Zane the most. Zane's I was going to say that too because yeah. the song he did with Taylor Swift for the <laughs> for the uh, Fifty Shades movie is really good. Cole knows
3: the way to my heart.
0: Is <laughs> <laughs> making this about Taylor? Yeah, um, Taylor Swift in cats. In the bad. movie Cats. Bad in Cats. <laughs> not, and, not good in Cats. And <laughs> that song is bad. You know who's good in Cats? is Jason Derulo.
3: I mean, <laughs> Jason Derulo famously angry that they CGI'd his penis out of the movie Cats,
0: right? <laughs> I love that film. <laughs> it's a it's work of avant-garde, like anti-audience entertainment like no other. Yeah, um, I
3: think the thing about Cats, though, that you always have to put in perspective is that, like, because it's a Tom Hooper movie, it's anything that is enjoyable about it happened by accident.
0: Doesn't matter. Doesn't <laughs> matter. But what I was saying, Charlie, is you did not know this movie when it came out. No. But you still knew enough somehow to say Winter's Tale seems fun bad.
2: Yeah. Like, I, that I, had yeah.
0: filtered out to you somehow, even though this movie, I think... Never saw stuck the poster.
2: You just saw, just saw the poster. I saw the poster. That was all I needed.
0: That's crazy. Can I tell y'all something really funny about this movie that I found out? Yeah. Let me just verify this real quick before I say it because it I just to saw it. A... This is a podcast. This isn't like yeah, an I saw it on on the Wikipedia. Atlantic. <laughs> I saw it on Wikipedia though, and just want to make sure. Okay. This movie was nominated for I would say only really one major award um do you two know the golden popcorn awards no no i don't know
2: what
0: that is the the golden popcorn awards are the industry awards for movie marketers so like they're primarily (laughs) the like awards that like trailer editors and trailer editing houses give themselves um (laughs) but they also have a a like poster uh, like a one-sheet art like awards body, because people do design those, right? That's yeah. a whole industry. This yeah. movie was nominated for the Golden Popcorn Award for Best Romance Poster. Oh my god, that's because funny so funny. this poster is dog shit.
2: It's so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> I don't
3: even know if I can envision off the top of my head. Wait, let me look at it real quick.
2: It's really bad.
3: Winner's Winter's Tale poster. Oh, it's like blue and they're like the thing about the Winter's
0: Tale poster, and listeners, go Google it. But the thing about the Winter's Tale poster is, it's a big head poster, right? Which <laughs> this is, is not a invo- true story.
3: It's a love story. Yeah, oh, a man. good
0: yeah. It, it's a it's a big head poster, right? Where like you got the big heads of the stars, and is Colin Farrell and Jessica Brown Finley, like about to kiss? But then, like the bottom half of the poster is like two bodies in silhouette in front of the new york city <laughs> skyline yeah. but it's the same shot of the two of them but in silhouette and reversed it's a terrible poster it's really um thankfully it wins again it loses to a great poster what if the uh, poster connor... was just uh will smith's scary face that'd from be the movie. great
2: that'd be great <laughs> i um, would
0: love that connor what? it loses to the about time poster the I, like, can't,
3: I also can't place that one off the top of the, the head. but about that one time posters... in my head it's like there's a lot of bokeh in it right i don't know like, what that means it's kind of oh like the it's like soft focus like rachel mcadams and uh and tomo it's, like in, it... in the foreground and everything's like kind of blown out in the back
0: no it's it's yes it is it's that yeah. but it's it's a it's like a a, a actually like clip from the movie of them mid motion when they get rained on at the wedding it's like a candid it's a really good poster that is a beautiful
1: poster
3: and it's
0: it's 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 a poster that i think sells the whole richard curtis thing
3: that 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 movie also came out in 2014
0: that came out in 2013 so they gotta be like Maybe because the poster for this came out in twenty thirteen, because this movie Ooh. comes out early twenty fourteen. What a more enjoyable fucking...
3: movie about kind of like the the ability of love to exist out of
0: time? About like... time is quietly <laughs> the dude weepy of all dude weepies of the past for real. ten years. <laughs> for real, it's fucking real. You know who that? Starts...
3: That and uh, above the title favorite warrior. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh,
0: about time the Richard Curtis like. Cute time travel rom com is way more of an effective dude weepy in terms of like cultural saturation. I mention about time around my dad, and he starts crying. Oh my
2: gosh that's
0: have you have you you seen about time Charlie? I
2: love about time.
0: Yeah, it's the 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 father son stuff in about time is just like fucking any any dude. You get it. You get it. It's it's really remarkable. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been thinking about that movie recently. Just and just the Bill Nye saying, like, oh, I always had time to read.
3: Probably because (laughs) of the tale of Love Actually. Like, it does kind of feel like a Christmas. It does kind of feel like a holiday run film. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. It's a better movie than Love Actually.
3: I think melodrama is like that kind of like, they always exist in this, like, between Thanksgiving and St. Patrick's Day, like, period. I was, you know, I
0: was having this thought, Connor, where I was trying to remember is. Uh, all That Heaven Allows actually a Christmas movie or does it just feel like a Christmas movie because of melodrama feels wintry? It is a Christmas movie. It is a Christmas the, movie. The, the, the TV yeah. is a Christmas present, right? Like yeah. Christmas is, is a major plot point. He's selling Christmas trees. Also, at the end of the movie, it it's like, like,
3: isn't the entire landscape like covered in snow? Yeah. And they're in like the log like cabin house. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's a Christmas movie.
3: Certified Christmas movie.
0: Yeah. Just like Winter's Tale is a certified Valentine's Day movie that they opened on Valentine's Day. Uh, Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. (sighs) All right. This week. Yeah, you're going to have to do it. I'll give you boilerplate while you fucking try to think of what you're going to say here. (laughs) Uh, You said this was going to be easy. Yeah, I'll tell you you right now.
3: This uh, this 2014... uh, You know, romantic spiritual epic uh, starring Russell Crowe and Jennifer Connelly with appearances by Finn Whitrock and (laughs) Kevin Durant (laughs) is about, you know, there's like God's going to unleash a flood on humanity and uh, Russell Crowe needs to get everybody into this big. Oh, is Finn
0: Whitrock in Noah? Yeah. Oh, he plays young
3: Ray Winstone in Noah. Wait, is this movie not Noah? Are we not talking about Noah right now? Have you read the inter- the interviews with um um what's his name the director of this fucking Akema movie? Goldman. Yeah, and it basically sounds like the four of them were like given to him on loan from from Noah. That's for them to appear in this film, which I don't understand how that because Crow has different hair. You know so why? Actually I don't the, understand how that could happen. But
0: the other reason I can't get too mad about this movie. This is because not the just worst. Everybody
3: doing a favor for this guy. This is not
0: the played. worst. Akiva Goldsman, Russell Crowe, Jennifer Connelly movie <laughs> is the thing. Charlie, oh, have you wait. seen *A Beautiful Mind*?
2: unfortunately
0: yeah it's like the worst movie ever made i think this i think this might be i think this might I, be worse i really hate a beautiful mind um
3: a beautiful right, mind but... has definitely not aged well but i <laughs> I think <laughs> yeah. i think this might be worse than that movie i think there's just like a way <laughs> i think there's just like possibly I'm, I'm gonna sound crazy saying this but in comparison in comparison there is a logic To the story in a beautiful mind that is not present in a winner's tale and for that reason i think it may possibly be a better movie
0: do you you guys remember that a beautiful mind ends with him giving the like nobel acceptance speech well like jennifer connie looks on triumphantly and like cries because she loves him so much yeah did you know that in real life they wouldn't let him give a nobel acceptance (laughs) speech because he had been off his meds for decades and like every time he spoke in public he started screaming about zionist conspiracies
3: Oh, man. The funniest <laughs> thing Charlie Kaufman has ever done is ending that movie basically saying like this guy's dream is to accept the Nobel Prize in the same manner as Russell Crowe in A Beautiful Mind and then die and then get in a coffin and die.
0: He <laughs> just clocked that. You're totally that's right. L-
3: that's literally what Charlie Kaufman is saying, which is it, it, the reason he's, he's saying that this like guy who like thinks of himself as a hyper intellectual, like this is the reason why he's dumb because this is what he aspires to.
0: All right. This week. It is Winter's Tale, written and directed by noted war criminal Akiva Goldsman. <laughs> uh, beautiful Mind is a war crime. Uh, starring Carl Farrell, Jessica Brown Finley, Russell Crowe, Will Smith, Ava Marie Saint, William Hurt, Jennifer Connelly, Michaela Twiggs, Matt Bomer, Lucy Griffiths, Finn Whitrock, Kevin Corrigan, Graham Greene fucking slumming it for one scene, and Kevin Duran fucking slumming it for a few scenes.
3: I don't know, weird.
0: Connor, tell the people what happens in the film Winter's Tale.
3: So uh, uh, two Eastern European, I think, Russian parents with their infant child uh, are trying to make it through immigration. uh, And uh, they're not let in because the father has pulmonary disease. He's played by Matt Bomer. So. When they're getting shipped back to europe they decide to steal a model boat and put their infant on the model boat and push them back off towards manhattan um that child will later be found <laughs> by graham green and russell crow question mark raised by russell crow but found by graham green but also raised by graham green but definitely raised by russell crow because he's the child ends up speaking with the irish accent which is the way russell crow speaks in the movie even though it's new york um I don't understand he Russell Crowe runs like a gang I'm assuming it's supposed to be like the YOs the historic gang that like Gangs in New York is based on but in fact he is a demon like a real one from hell who's <laughs> working for the devil <laughs> to he stop miracles from and happening. everything yeah <laughs> to stop miracles from happening and uh Colin Farrell who plays Peter Lake may or may not know this
1: about
2: russell crowe which i don't oh, understand that was unclear. That <laughs> yes. clear. it's a little unclear yeah that was definitely unclear also yeah, like, i think like it's important um that people know that all the gang members have bowler hats on oh
0: yeah yes. yeah, yeah, because they, it's 1916
3: yeah. it's it's a it's bowler hat peaky blinders just imagine yeah. peaky blinders but they all have oh. bowler hats instead yeah. and like so yeah like the russell crowe character's name is pearly has henchmen They are all aware of the fact that he is a demon and his entire mission is to steal miracles or prevent miracles from happening. Yet Colin, who I guess was also, or sorry, Peter Lake, who is also in this gang and raised by this man, doesn't know that that is what's happening here and seems confused at every turn along the way. Whatever. Just forget (laughs) about that, that all that stuff starts with Peter Lake running like, out in Brooklyn somewhere, he finds a magic white horse that can fly. <laughs> doesn't question it at all. <laughs> doesn't doesn't think twice about it in any way whatsoever. Escapes Russell Crowe, goes back to uh, Grand Central Station where he lives in the ceiling, just like Hugo, that movie that Martin Scorsese made. He lives in the ceiling of the train station. uh Russell Crowe still after him, so he's going to flee the city. Upon the way, he decides to rob this mansion on like Central Park West. And it happens that one of the inhabitants is still there. Her family left and left her there while she's dying of consumption. I don't really know why that is happening either. You would think they would take her with them and not leave her there alone when she's dying. I I really I, I can't ask enough questions
0: about this movie. I have a theory, but. Get through this. And Colin, then Colin breaks into to the detail.
3: house. He decides not to steal anything because she's playing Brahms and he immediately <laughs> falls in love with her. And she also immediately falls in love with him, even though he breaks into the house yeah. to steal stuff. Uh then he decides he's gonna leave her and just run away and wait till this thing with Russell Crowe blows over. But then after speaking with Graham Green, he decides to turn back because conceivably she's not going to live that long anyways and this is one chance i love he saves her as russell crowe shows up because he sees visions of her in blood and with these like gemstones that he uses to see holograms of where people are i don't understand anything that's happening in this movie <laughs> and uh they <laughs> the horse flies them off the palisades <laughs> cliffs onto the Hudson River like 100 <laughs> feet below and they are fine and then the bowler hat gang can't chase them because they're not allowed to for some reason another thing that's never explained at all throughout. no that movie. is explained
0: that is explained it's not explained super well but it is explained
3: I don't think that that counts as being explained. Okay. The explanation that they give, I don't think counts as being explained. I, Basically, I'm something fine. happened, and the demons made a deal with some other group, and they're not allowed to like leave man the leave the five boroughs. Yeah. I guess they literally they sure. literally
0: like Russell Crowe is bound by Lucifer himself. Yeah. That to to not operate outside of the city limits of New York City. Referred
3: to as a Lou Big Louie. Yeah. The judge, uh played yeah, by. they only have they only have nypd jurisdiction. They <laughs> yeah, can't, you know, they, they can't leave for some reason. Uh Colin takes her up to like I, I don't know, it's like Poughkeepsie, <laughs> where there's like a castle, like a medieval castle out there that her family uh retreats to during the winter time. Uh, as Cole said, Pearly makes a deal with Lucifer played by Will Smith. Uh actually, I think. He gets turned down. I think he wants to go personally. He does get turned down. He, does he get gets turned, turned down. So he recruits uh, Finn Whitrock, which I don't understand the relation there. Owes him a favor <laughs> for some reason to go up and uh, try to kill this girl who's dying anyways. Um, again. Why kill the girl that's also that's already dying? I, I think they're scared that Colin's going to somehow prevent her from dying is the whole deal here. And they want to prevent that miracle from happening because they're demons. And I, I, I just don't know. Uh, so Colin goes up there. He tells her dad that he wants to have sex with her. And the dad's like, cool, but don't do it. Uh, <laughs> but the dad likes him anyways, who's played by William Hurt. And then uh, he also doesn't understand that, like, filet is pronounced filet for some reason that's like a uh, thing that's present in this elect. movie
1: <laughs> even though even though I he's like that. That so even
3: though he's like the chief editor and owner of a prominent newspaper in the city um they fall in love colin takes her dancing at like a new year's eve ball and then they make love and then she immediately dies because finn whitrock put some kind of
0: magic I, poison
3: i don't think it's magic poison i think it's like it's literally Regular like a
1: Yeah. I think 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 it's like
3: literally he puts amphetamine in her wine so that her heart rate will go up and she'll die of fever after Colin sexes her to death. I do think essentially is what happens here. Yeah. Uh, I will
0: say, I I do think everything in this movie still makes sense as much as it can if she just has such good sex.
3: Yeah. That's
2: what I thought happened.
0: (laughs) Um, I thought Colin that happened too, to, I rewatched it. Yeah. Uh,
3: the 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 girls, Colin's love interest, younger sister, has heard the story of, I'm assuming Snow White, and thinks that a kiss from her one true love will bring her back to life. So Colin tries it. It doesn't work. They all go back to the city where the funeral happens. And then Pearlie tracks Colin slash Peter to the Brooklyn Bridge and, uh, like, knocks him off the bridge. And they all think he's dead. And then Peter submerges from the river water with no memory and proceeds to wander New York City for the next hundred years with no memory until it's 2014. And uh, he's still drawing pictures of his love, even though he doesn't remember who she is. And then happens upon Jennifer Connolly and her dying daughter and regains his memory back by looking at microfiche of old newspaper clippings that uh also include photos of him when he was younger and uh he decides that he thinks he can also he thinks that because he wasn't able to save what's her name by the way i can't remember
0: i don't know jessica brown finley
3: yeah he, he can't save jessica brown finley so his miracle never worked and he thinks because it never worked he can save Jennifer connelly's daughter who's dying of cancer. So they go back to Poughkeepsie or wherever, <laughs> wherever they end, or Troy. I don't know. And uh Russell Crowe tracks them down, he kills Russell Crowe, and then it does cure the girl of cancer. And then and then he hops on the flying horse and flies into the stars and becomes, and becomes a star. A star.
1: Yeah. becomes a star.
0: Normal movie. <laughs> I will I will say this though, like everything in this movie seems so unremarkable. When you're yeah. watching it, which is the problem. Yeah. No,
3: literally, literally in the beginning of the movie, the horse flies. Yeah. And then <laughs> no, like Col- Peter Lake played by Colin does not seem to question it in any way whatsoever. Yeah. No, as yes. I said, his father figure that he's conceivably spent the last like 25 to 35 years. I don't know how old he is. Years of his life with is a demon working for the devil who is. Very inconspicuously, like his entire intent in life is to ruin humans' lives. Yet Peter has like no awareness that this is the thing that is happening, despite every other henchman in the gang understanding that that is the thing that's happening. I don't know where to go from here. I don't know. Th- I have so many questions. Yeah, I, I have several. Uh, Russell Crowe with me. the Irish accent, even well, though he, okay, again, can he's I, a demon, okay. And uh, man, I where do you want to start?
0: Let me let me let me say this because like. You know, we we've alluded to it on this show, Connor, but we have not really talked about it. But I I do have a little acting training. Like I briefly went to theater school. Like I've yeah. handled this, and I do have to say, like I'm very I am kind of taken with Russell Crowe's performance in this movie, um, because you know I don't a have to thing disagree. a yeah. thing they teach you a lot to do in acting school is obviously like. You as a performer, and a lot of actors, prof- like, even big stars do this, like, write the character beyond what exists on the script or in the book, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. fill in those own details, like, kind of craft, craft your own backstories. And as an extension of this, like, a thing that they'll often tell you to do is, like, keep secrets, right? Like, come up with things that you don't necessarily tell the director, you don't tell your co-stars but like secrets that you're holding that are informing your behaviors. And I think Russell, this performance is a great example of that because you can tell that like Russell Crowe is not on the page. He's not interacting with it, but he's inhabiting these like complex motivations to this character, because in every scene, he's just so worried they're going to steal his lucky charms.
3: (laughs) I think the thing is like with Crowe and, and like I said, when I was, beginning my I, Ray, I don't know what to call this my my grievances <laughs> with this movie is like it does feel like every performer is putting in effort here we've watched oh, a call I disagree you don't think so we've watched no. a lot of Colin movies where the actors really like look like they're being held there by gunpoint which I in some ways may be the case here but like I think all you have to do is like look at what Russell Crowe is like attempting to do under no conceivable obligation to put in that much effort as we said this movie is basically like a bunch of famous people doing favors for a guy that they've known for a long time in his this directorial debut so which he's caught
0: to right like yeah, goldman that
3: like essentially owned up to that as like or bragged about it on the pr trail for this movie yeah um but i'm saying like because of those circumstances you would come to think that there would be no obligation for crow to actually like
0: do that work i'm joking connor he's bad i'm making a joke about the accent i don't think i don't think he's, the accent's I don't think he's so bad.
3: bad it's
0: so bad
3: i think the accent is bad but i, I don't think his oh, performance already... is like i don't think his performance because it's clear it's clear that there is like a pre-existing history there to his character
0: but you clearly don't understand it yourself no i don't so how is that good Charlie, is Russell Crowe good at this movie? Right I don't I
2: don't in. think it's I, like I would not say he's good. No.
0: I don't No, no, no. I No. <laughs> You're talking to me
3: in a circles here. I don't she, think it comes across as good, but I think he's giving effort that he's not obligated to do. Russell Crowe Does that make sense?
0: Gives effort. It's the thing.
3: Yeah, but it extends beyond him. Like even Jennifer Connelly is like kind Jennifer of giving Connelly it is not in, in this when... movie. for like 5
1: minutes.
2: She's not obligated she said it for 5, to do five it. minutes. She's not very yeah. good. Yeah, she's really not giving anything.
3: I think the most bored
0: person is appears to be William Hurt. I think William Hurt is the best performance in this movie,
3: but he (laughs) appears to be the most bored of
0: anything. Sure, because he's William Hurt.
3: Yeah, I know. I think I'm asking you to meet me at the level that I'm trying (laughs) to give to this.
0: Yeah, I think the most bored person in this is Mr. Mr. Colin Farrell. I don't think. I
3: I I don't know how you can say that after we just watched. total recall and um and yes. like and I, I in Pride fact Night,
0: i you know. i i have this a, is like a hundred
3: times better
0: than wealth of, of experience with colin farrell being bored in a movie yeah uh there's one scene where you can tell colin farrell's very invested in this movie which one uh, is that the scene the ava marie shane scene Yeah, he's given it in the microfiche scene
3: i do think in the love scene he's he's pretty good as even Marie Saint loves to point out in her interviews for this movie. I do think, uh well, more like the aftermath of the love scene, not, not so much like the love scene itself. I think that, I forget what review it was, but I sent you like a clip of it, which is essentially encapsulates like what I appear to be like the predominant Sin of this film is that here, here's the clip of the review, and I, I will attribute it later in a second when I can remember which review I took it from. But it says, It's not by any metric a good movie, and yet by the umpteenth green screenshot of Feral smiling like a maniac while he flies through the sky on his magical horse, one can't help but rooting for it. A film this awkwardly savvy that's the, that's the comes only once in a blue moon. Which one that's, is
0: that? That's the AV Club. That's the
3: AV Club. That's yeah. Ignati
0: at the AV Club. That weird bastard
3: i do think there is something about colin that like clicks in that way in
0: this movie is he good in this movie charlie way i
2: don't think so and nothing really clicked for me i'm sorry (laughs) nothing at all nothing really clicked for me
0: i'm i can't say
3: this enough is like me me or i can't make it clear enough is like me saying that does not mean i think that they are like good
2: okay that's fine Like I, I wouldn't it. hold it up. I wouldn't
3: hold it up to somebody and be like, this is something you can learn from as a, a being a good performance.
2: It seems yes, like it's a... saying that people tried.
3: Yeah, that's what <laughs> I'm they, saying. Yeah, did they though? I think is they did. The it's I don't just know kind know of shocking that. because like a, 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 conceivably nobody else in the making of the movie tried, including Caleb Deschanel.
0: Oh no! The they, they, Big T is Big T's fucking working his magic all over this thing. Are you I crazy? Think this movie looks horrible. I can't I believe how movie... much we
3: disagree about like the intricate aspects of this. I world. think there's I think like it a, looks... a
0: nice little softness to this. Some really good like key lights on the eyes. You know, like oh good, man, good he colors. like lit it okay. Yeah, that's the that's <laughs> literally his job, Oconnor. <laughs> it's literally what you need, Caleb Deschanel, to do.
3: I think it looks just like so anemic in a way there's those nice ambers in the
0: opening and like i don't know the snow all like has a nice white to it sure <laughs> sorry it looks it the looks snow like, is white sure don't you like new york city in the wintertime connor not this version of it i'm fine with it it's the best part of this movie i think i think it looks nice
3: you think the cinematography is the best i that that could be true yeah that could be true
0: because <laughs> everything else is like what if There was a flying horse,
3: Charlie. Do you have something on your mind, which is like a point of discussion that you would like to bring up? Because I'm, I'm just, uh, I feel like I'm in a whirlwind of, uh, of just. Have a couple. I guess what I guess to to cap off this, and maybe we could get into it later, is like I do really feel what pains me the most is that I feel like in this movie and last week's movie, Saving Mr. Banks, which similarly. Not similarly, that movie ends in such a weird place as like propaganda for the Disney corporation and for corporate entity in general that it leaves such a bad taste in my mouth. Despite the fact that like I do think what Colin is doing in that movie goes steps beyond what he had done in the other kind of blockbuster industry trash that he had been in between his stint in rehab into the into this present moment of his career that we were talking about so like again Total Recall and Fright Night I think are the two big ones that we can throw out there as like blockbuster movies with decently large budgets where he seems extremely disinterested in what's going on and appears to have no real rhyme or reason for being there in the first place I think in this movie and Saving Mr. Banks he is attempting to to at least work like he's at least attempting to act and he's more successful in saving Mr. Banks than he is in this movie but just really pains me the fact that like I do think he's a very gifted actor and that so much of his career was wasted to like just this nonsense that's going on
2: mm-hmm. well this I'll bring this up in, in response to that um, Connor you don't know my fiance Beth and um, Cole I think you've met a couple of times Yeah, one of us. Yeah. Beth saw like 30 seconds of this film. um, And this is all they said. Well, actually, no, they came in later to say something about a peat coat. But before that, this is all they said. They saw Colin Farrell on the screen and they said, not that guy. And I said, what do you have against Colin Farrell? And they said, nothing. He just sets a tone. (laughs) I (laughs) mean... What do you guys think about that? I
3: don't know where to go with that. I so, mean, Cole and I are so deep in the in the ocean of this at the moment that it's it's difficult to look at it with green eyes. Do you, do you have something to say? I wouldn't
2: on that. So I don't really know what that means. But no, I, I, get, I get
0: what they're saying because, um, you know, I was thinking about this this morning as I was watching this movie and thinking about this era of Colin Farrell that we are so blissfully almost done with Connor where <laughs> it's just not working because you know Charlie to to lay this out for you mm-hmm. this this 2009 to 2014
2: yes bad era for Colin Farrell.
0: bad era it's hard they're yeah. mostly not lead roles that's point okay. number one okay Like, well point number one the movies are mostly bad point number two he's not getting many leads point number three When he is getting lead roles, they're kind of in disasters, right? Like, they're really not working for him. And they're in, like, not, like, big, bloated, obvious bombs like they were when he was, like, the young, hot star. They're just, like, movies that just, like, barely get released and die a quick and easy death. And if a movie does, like, take off, he doesn't get any of the rub for it.
1: Yeah. So,
0: like, when this movie comes out in 2014, I remember being, like, it's a shitty vanity project from, like, this awful hack screenwriter mm-hmm. uh, that is, like, getting dumped in February that everyone says sucks. Yeah, that's a movie Colin Farrell is the lead of, right? Like, I do yeah. kind of have, like, he's so in the doldrums that I just don't care. Whereas... I did not see Saving Mister Banks when it came out. Um, in fact, I did not that clock.
2: I did see. What? That I did see. Yeah, it's better than this. It's, um, fine. it's it fine. fine. It's fine. It's
0: fine. I I feel nicer to it than I probably was on the episode. I think um, there's a.
3: I think there's a world where like the store, the family in Australia, and the father yeah. like drinking himself into oblivion as its own movie. We, and Colin being in that movie like that's a possible he, I'm I'm being honest like if that is the movie itself yeah. it, that's a possible like awards vehicle well, for him.
0: This, yeah. Okay, this is what I'm saying. Did not see Saving Mr. Banks when it came out. Did not realize Colin was in Saving Mr. Banks until I was prepping this podcast and Jeff said he wanted to talk about Saving Mr. Banks. Um did not realize that Colin was not the Paul Giamatti character until he watched it. Doesn't, doesn't, doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Colin Farrell being in Winter's Tale for me 10 years ago made perfect sense. Mm -hmm. If I had clocked that Colin Farrell had the, like, big sturmundrang, you know, dying alcoholic, like, juicy supporting role in an Oscar contender that also had Tom Hanks playing Walt Disney, Mm -hmm. that would not have computed. Like, that feels like a big break from the sort of doldrums he's in that just doesn't matter because that movie just does not land right yeah. but like that's a good
3: way of putting it, it i think does, I, that's the exact way i felt having had when i had seen the movie when it came out it was yeah. surprising to me in that way that that was the way that he was cast in yeah it.
0: and yeah. and it does feel like there's an alternate world where saving Mr. Branks and not the lobster is the thing that like saves his career, and the problem is that movie is just not very good, and it does not land at all, and so he can't like reap the benefits of that movie getting actual Oscar nominations instead of like a score nomination or whatever. Um, that is to being said, though, uh, he is shooting those two these two movies at the same time. Interesting. Yeah. I, I don't know when they did the Australia photography for um uh saving Mr. Banks, so because obviously he's so siloed from everyone else in that movie. But yeah. that movie shoots from like hold on, I just pulled it up here. That movie shoots September through December 2012. This movie starts in October 2012 and like probably goes into January or something, 2013.
3: I think my I think logistically, my guess would be that they shot his stuff at the end of Saving Mr. Banks. Likely. Because of the the season switch between Los Angeles and Australia. Likely,
0: which also tells me that he probably is rolling right out of this into that. Or maybe like awkwardly having to schedule this one around that. Maybe doing that one first. Regardless, he's doing this movie. He knows he has this movie that's probably going to get him an Oscar nomination. He has to be what he's thinking, right? I don't know. I mean, based on interviews, I would say no. Because it seems
3: like he had given up that kind of vanity aspiration when the
0: Alexander debacle happened. But he's just so... This movie is better than Alexander, by the way. It is, yeah. Absolutely. He's just so... You know, we've talked about this a lot. How, like, you put him in like a big action movie leading role and he kind of just shuts down. This we always
3: bring it that. we always bring it up but the thing is none of these movies have been good. So it's difficult to qualify because you can't it's it's hard to say that like his skill set leads to this or leads to that when it he's only in bad movies for such an elongated period of time. And like you keep saying like 2009 through this period but we forget that like even before it like Charlie just to put into to perspective here, like this podcast begins with Tigerland, which I think Cole and I both think he's pretty astounding in for like a very young actor in his first big leading role in a movie. Then he kind of like gets tossed around the Hollywood machine a bit. He gives a good performance in Spielberg film. He's in. He gets to lead again in Phone Booth, which he's pretty outstanding in. And then it's kind of it's the same thing that we're talking about, where it's like he's in the recruit, which is bad. He's in Daredevil, which is bad. I mean. He's fun in it, but it's it's still a bad movie. Uh, He's in SWAT, which is bad. (laughs) He's in um, a few Oscar plays like Alexander that don't land. He's in the New World, which I think he's really good in, but similarly doesn't land. He's in Miami Vice, which is from the outset considered to be a disaster, which Cole and I both think he's really good in, but doesn't land. Then he goes to rehab, and then it's it's what we're talking about. So up to this point, it's like we. We are, we haven't been there at all. There are movies that we like in this entire thing, but we have not. We have not arrived at a moment where we're like, "This is a good movie, and Colin is good in the movie." Unless you want to count in Bruges, which I think because of like the cultural retrospective, the way like things have aged since that movie came out is like a little difficult to toss that onto from the year twenty twenty three. But that—that that is maybe the only case in which it's like this is a good movie and Colin has like arrived at this movie as a good performer and they've like matched up at the same time and people watched the movie when it came out and said this is a good movie and this is a good performance at the same time.
2: Okay, but, but I do it's think, sad.
0: yeah. What? Well, but
2: but why is t- that? I just said it's just sad.
3: Yeah. <laughs> like... That's why I'm angry because he's a good actor and they wasted they but, wasted but, so much of but, him. But, but, it's I like, don't know if they're necessarily
0: what wasting. Because just to, to to bring this back to what Beth was saying, Charlie, like, yes, <laughs> I get as someone who is so in the shit with Colin Farrell, yeah, I get this sense that like you might kind of want to roll your eyes, yeah, at him because yeah. he comes up to the plate and he strikes out, yeah, so. Many times at Connor, I'm uh, sorry, at some point, we have to, you have to put this on him. And I watched this movie and it's I'm just, like, it's too Colin difficult. Colin Farrell is a beautiful Irish sex god, right? Like, yeah. that is his like celebrity persona as a real life human being, like. Britney Spears, in her recent memoir, is still, like, heartbroken over the fact that he dumped her, like, oh my God. That's funny. after a week, Charlie, and she's still, like, sore about it.
2: Did you read her? do you listen to audiobook?
0: I just read the bit that she talked okay. about him. I
2: want to listen to the audiobook.
0: I want to listen to the audiobook. Foshes, well. foshes. Foshes, foshes. Um... I'm sorry, but you're telling me that Colin Farrell is going to be in like a century-spanning magical romance set in New York City about how we're all stardust. Like, he should be more charming in this movie than he is. It makes perfect sense. And he yeah. doesn't want to lean into it. I mean, I, I've
3: said this from the beginning that – and it's, it's you know, this podcast beginning the, in the year 2000 – When I was very young and like had no awareness of this world and and moving through into like my passion for for watching movies and learning about movies and and being Mm -hmm. involved in this stuff coincides with how his career has progressed just based off the chronology of it by the time you get to the lobster I don't think of him as a good actor yeah I don't know if I've said that explicitly, but like by the time you get to The Lobster, I did not think that Colin Farrell was a good actor. And I was very surprised when I heard these reports of this like European avant-garde film starring Colin Farrell that's getting incredible, amazing reviews out of festivals. And I think I had maybe I had maybe perceived that one case in the way that it sounded like, the way people perceive uh, Simon Rex being cast In Red Rocket, that kind of like meta-aware casting that art film filmmakers specialize in um, to get eyes on their films, like that is kind of the way that I had before seeing the Lobster, in imagine Colin being incorporated into that film. Um, So it is weird that like we were just in the terms of this podcast, like we were on the precipice of like opinion really changing about him, at Mm -hmm. least for me in my own life. You uh, know
0: why you thought he wasn't a good actor?
3: Because he wasn't a, he wasn't a good actor. Because he had just Love been in wasn't. Winter's
0: Tale. <laughs> yeah.
2: Because he wasn't. He he's... So I guess I'm
3: also saying I don't disagree with Beth. I can understand where they're coming from in, yeah, in feeling it... that way. Yeah. Yeah,
2: he He's he was not good.
3: If you only associate with him with bad movies, it like it makes That's sense. A lot of them. Yeah.
0: A lot. It's really... Ugh. Uh, we're so close. <laughs> we're so close. What
2: was like, the?
3: Cole, last I'll tell time you, man. I, I saw the first third something. of next week's movie, and like from the very onset. What's you could next
2: hear week's him? movie is that a spoiler? Miss Julie. Uh, no. Yeah. But again, he
0: is good in saving Mister Banks. Yeah. And he is lively in saving Mister. Banks.
3: Again, he has given good performances that Cole and I have covered.
0: Charlie, you're, you look and like you're gonna be
2: bad. I know. Huh? I know. No, I'm sure he's fine in saving Mister Banks. Yeah. Remember. But in this movie, he's bad.
0: He's a real.
3: He really stinks up the joint in this. Well, thing. Cole, Cole and I have kind of like identified a lot that he is very. I think our conclusion is that he's very director dependent. That like he needs a good visionary director. He needs a good yeah, conductor of what's going on. He's <laughs> a fucking yeah. no, because we've seen we have seen him in so many movies with unprepared unprepared and just frankly like unqualified and un- incompetent directors to like pull off what they are attempting to do and yeah. Cole and I have watched countless times Colin Farrell from like the beginning of the film appear to be just like throwing anything at the wall to see what sticks because he's not being given clear enough direction or articulate enough direction to like understand what would be a good performance in this film and again so many of these movies are so bad that no performance would come across as good <laughs> that that it's like we're just living in this fog this cloud that we're like unable to parse what's what because of these messes that we're watching
2: yeah um, well this movie's just kind of like incomprehensible so it's like how that's the other yeah thing. <laughs> You know, so it's just, like, I mean, we don't even understand, like, we as the audience, and I would doubt that Colin Farrell, like, we don't understand if he knows that his, d- his dad, <laughs> person who raised him, was a demon. Wait, um, I'm
3: still, I'm still confused about who, he was found by Graham Greene, but then raised by Russell Crowe. No, but yeah, then
2: but then he stayed in touch with Graham Green. Yeah, point.
3: like Graham Green's still in his life. Like, I still don't understand. It what doesn't that's
0: make any sense. Yeah. No, it, it doesn't, makes no sense. It makes minimal sense.
3: The, the best I could come up with is that all of the actors were told to improvise and like kind of given the overall story. So, like Will Smith showed up to say and was like, I guess he's the father figure to this guy, based off of stuff that Goldman had like told him about the story.
2: But it's based on a novel.
3: Yeah, but I don't so think any of
2: fun. I don't you think don't read any, it.
3: I don't think any actor in this movie read the book.
2: Nobody read the book. Yeah,
0: Charlie, you said you you read. People say that the book was like a Reagan era, yeah, like fantasy. Do you yeah. see that in this movie at all? Not really. Me neither.
2: I don't. Not really. So that's why I thought it was so interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know because I didn't really see that. Um, but I mean, I didn't really understand what was going on. Period. Like, I was just, like, I was so just trying to understand the plot. Yes. That I, it was hard for me to, like, conceive of anything else or think, like, broader, because I was just, like, wait, what? A lot of the time, you know? Um, I not- guess it's that, like
0: all the wealthy industrialists are like nice people who care and all like the (laughs) poor characters are like these parasitic leeches and i mean i'm just i'm just engineering that argument now that you put it in my head yeah i guess it's
3: Uh, i guess it's in this movie presupposes that every member of the service industry is like a part of the secret cabal is literally all, like, a demon? Yeah, that they're all like <laughs> in contact with each other to they do to, to do e- to enact evil upon the earth. So I okay. guess like
2: do that you know could I really want to talk about when Colin not Colin Farrell when Russell Crowe like kills that guy. Does he kill him? I don't even know. And then he like draws that picture and boasts... oh yeah,
3: that guy's definitely no. dead. That
2: guy's dead. And that yeah. was just supposed to be like so obvious that that of course. This like little red blood scribble, like obviously that is <laughs> so this woman. Yeah, but then it yeah, wasn't yeah. the woman, it was the child
0: who doesn't have hair. Let's let's no, address she does this. have red hair. She just doesn't have long red hair. <laughs> okay, fair, 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 yeah. fair, fair,
2: fair. Well then he drew the picture wrong. So well no, because
3: yeah. they're drawing the blanket. Cause she has like the blanket like on her head.
2: Oh,
1: uh, yeah. <laughs>
3: she has like a red she has like a red scarf wrapped around her head and she's like laying on a blanket and she has her hand on the window and it looks like the moon and that's what the picture is.
0: Cuz I was yeah, good.
2: Me. Yeah. I say the entire like last 30 minutes of the movie. I just thought it was so stupid.
0: Well, I agree and this is what one of the reasons why I say this movie needs to be longer is needs to be 50 50 and i think it is actually in terms of runtime it's closer to 50 50 than you'd actually think it would be yeah but so much happens in the first half and so little happens in the second half that it feels like a weird epilogue and not um can i let you in on a can i let you in on
3: a secret Yeah. yeah so the first time i was watching the movie when he um falls off the bridge. I thought the movie was like over. Yeah.
2: There were so, multiple I, where I thought the movie was over.
3: So like I got up thinking that the credits were about to start <laughs> playing. And then uh, I looked, I was like, I got up and started making uh, food in the kitchen, which is like adjacent to the living room where yeah. I watch all the movies. And uh i looked down on my fitbit and i was like wait only an hour and 15 minutes have gone by and then i start hearing dialogue happening on the tv and i'm like oh wait the movie's not over and i had to like sprint back and rewind to catch up to where i'd fallen off yeah so
2: there were multiple times i thought the movie was over i thought that i thought when she just like died like at the funeral i was like okay well we have to be down when yeah he got thrown over over the bridge i thought when he like saw willa again that they were just gonna end the movie um (laughs) And I was kind of just like, what was the point of Jennifer Connolly being here at all at that point? Um, But I feel like, back to what Cole said about it needing to be longer. Like, I feel like that last half to care at all, you needed to like have more time with this child and Jennifer Connolly. Like, I would to me if I was making this movie, which I wouldn't. Writers'
3: workshop. Writers' (laughs) workshop
2: no literally like i do this all the time yeah you get it you have him like get attached to this woman and her kid and like have a relationship with them and like then realize that oh this is like what i was meant to do this whole time was to save this little girl right perfect pitch that i mean it doesn't save the movie so bad but like the perfect pitch that's what you have to do but you don't do that. You He knows them for like 20 seconds. And then he's like, oh, this is what I was meant to do all along. This is why I've been wandering New York for 100 years drawing chalk art. <laughs> so I can save this random child like that. We nobody cares about because we don't know her.
3: I do think I do think so. What I was kind of saying earlier is like, I do think there is a version of this movie that is two hours long where the demons aren't explicitly Demon. They don't have... De- Russell Crowe doesn't have demon face and he doesn't talk to the devil and the it's horse isn't a Pegasus. Face.
0: Thank you very buffy much. Buffy face, yeah.
3: <laughs> and uh, it's like this story of like his... He falls... It's a story of a guy who falls in love with a woman who's dying and he thinks that he can save her because he okay. is like enamored with the fairy tale story that her little sister All is right. telling him. And then it doesn't work. And then he gets pushed off the bridge and then it cuts to 2014 and he washes up the yeah. shore. Yeah, and then yeah. and then that's the first time that like supernatural stuff is actually happening in the movie. And then he There's as no you're saying, before this. I don't think you need it. Like it's too confusing <laughs> it and it distracts so... too much from what's going on.
0: Yeah, you know, the horse is a textbook thing that reads better on the page than it does playing out percent. on screen.
2: Yeah, um, you know what really bothered me about the horse that he everything. didn't give the horse a name. I
0: know the horse like, is named
2: horse. Calling it horse is, is horse?
0: the like, thing that drove me man. crazy about the horse is that the horse is supposed to be this like native american god who is traditionally a dog and i was like that's just too much business like if you're gonna do that the horse needs to appear as different animals throughout the movie and then only be the horse when it's like saving his life um they only had enough
3: budget for a horse
0: to, to, to 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 go back to this like falling off the bridge thing though um are either of you two familiar with the indian film magadira no no Okay, Magadira is by, it's like the breakthrough movie by S.S. Rajamali, who made RRR. Oh, okay. Um, and Magadira, you know, the first half of Magadira, which is three hours long, um, is this like set in the modern day. And it's this like love triangle between like, like a cool badass like motorcycle guy and... And this like wealthy girl and the wealthy girl's like evil mobster fiance. And there's like this, all this like back and forth, blah, 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 seductions, flirtations, breaking up. And then the fiance is like, this guy's too, this guy's swag is too hard. Um, and basically like tries to have an ass- him assassinated and throws him off a bridge. Oh, assassinated? Okay. Yeah, oh. he, he he basically is like, he, he shoots him, he throws him off a bridge, he leaves him for dead. He convinces the girl that he's abandoned her intermission right this guy gets thrown off a bridge intermission it comes back from intermission and now obviously big indian epics kind of do have the structural thing where they're often like a movie and its sequel so i'm not saying like you need to map this structure onto it come back from intermission it is like a thousand years earlier in like medieval india and it's revealed that like all these characters that we've seen in the modern day are reincarnations of people who are like caught up in a similar intrigue in a kingdom and that relationship ended tragically and they've been like reincarnated to the modern day so the two lovers can like properly reunite. But that movie spends a fucking like hour in the past, right? After it does this transition, like it really fucking sits with this weight so that this like temporal fuckery like... Both parts of it matter in a way that this movie, and I know, again, in, big Indian movies have this, like, they're almost two movies connected by an intermission mm-hmm. structure to them that Hollywood movies don't. But at the same time, like, you just, you need to just sit with Jennifer Connelly more. Yeah. So yeah. that she matters their relationship matters i want to spend more time with the girl i love that actress what's her name i'm blinking on her name
3: i think the time that you spend with them has to go beyond them looking at microfiche and then yes. calling well, like love? i can f- I, no it, it's not it's like literally that and then colin just like epiphany understands like i think i can save her because i wasn't able to save jessica uh, brown finley or whatever
0: um yeah it's also that he loses his memory and then gains his memory back like 10 minutes in movie time, time. which is like the the worst thing a book adaptation can do. If I can just shout this actress out, the the little girl who plays um, Jennifer Connelly's daughter, who the whole movie hinges on, Abby, um, Ripley Sobo, mostly a Broadway actress, like she was one of the Matildas when Matilda came to Broadway, but I gotta shout this girl out, she is the youngest version of Steve Jobs' daughter, in the great American film Steve Jobs. Nice. Which means she's the one who uses MS Paint and says my daddy named a computer after me, which is like the most heartbreaking moment in that movie. That's one of the best child performances of the past 10 years. She is also Connor. Do you remember who she is? She's the little girl that Ben Affleck pulls out of the rubble in the opening scene of oh, Batman versus Superman. <laughs>
2: Oh my God. Yeah. When I scene the 9 11 stuff,
3: that scene is on a uh, above the title Mount Rushmore. That
0: scene, yeah. no, he didn't make it. He didn't make it. He didn't make it. What do you Did mean he didn't he? make it? Yeah. Shit. I thought he didn't. I no, don't that was
3: Sanisha's Ben Affleck pick. I and you guys specifically one. were like that scene in the beginning of Batman. It's that scene in the beginning he, of yeah.
0: Batman. Batman versus Superman is not a good movie, to be clear. But the opening scene of Batman v Superman, which is like super 9-11-y, and Affleck's like running into the rubble to like pull people out of the collapse tower, is so affecting, and she's so good as the little girl. That's all I have to say. I got really excited when she showed up in this movie, because I was like, I-, I, root, I root for child stars, man. It sucks, and none of them should ever be in a movie. It should be against the law. Uh, yeah. but I also like root for them to be good in movies yeah I can hold two thoughts in my head
3: I feel like so often when child stars are cast in movies it's it's exact they they end up being used exactly in this purpose which is horrible
0: they're like they're big and wide yeah. and like they have to come and say am I heavy the and then Colin's constant. like light as a feather
2: light as, light as a feather why is
0: he fucking Irish
2: I don't really upset me I, it doesn't make it any because sense.
0: Sense. He, he was raised by Russell Crowe, but he wasn't.
2: Okay, I, 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 I've been letting
0: this go, Connor, but he does in fact lay out his full chronology in this movie, and you just clearly like missed it both times. You does watched he? It. I don't. What do you it mean? I missed it? It doesn't make sense that he is still friends with Graham Greene. But I fucking love Graham Greene, by the way. What an actor. So good when he shows up in his one scene (laughs) in this movie. It's like, that's a fucking professional right there. Um, He is found by Graham Greene, gets sent to an orphanage, spends a bunch of time bouncing between orphanages, uh, like becomes a pickpocket. Because he's oh, has no yeah. money, and yep. then because he's a pickpocket, when he's a teenager, he gets recruited by Russell Crowe.
1: Does he say
0: when he's a teenager? I imagine him. in my head; he was like seven or eight. Then maybe he's seven or eight. Yeah. but like
2: either way, he shouldn't have an Irish. Accent. <laughs> he should either not have way. an Irish. Accent. No <laughs> sense. That makes literally no sense. He should. He should I'm talk
0: Irish. like the penguin. He's living in Brooklyn, right? Or <laughs> if he
3: should, like, if he should, and it went full. Like true old New York history, like the entire gang should have Irish accents. Sure, That's the that only way it makes wouldn't sense.
2: Make sense but Why would yeah. he have an Irish accent, though?
3: It just because, because those neighborhoods, like they all spoke. It was so it, it, parochial back then. It, you know it what I mean?
2: Yeah.
0: Theoretically sensible, Charlie. That if he was like living in the right neighborhoods, he's in an orphanage with entirely Irish kids and an Irish staff. And basically being taught to speak by people with Irish accents.
1: Okay,
2: that, yeah, Irish accents. But again, yeah.
3: that would be more true if it was the 1840s through the 1880s and not 1914 when the beginning of this yeah. movie takes place. Yeah, uh, That's the other thing.
0: Does this movie ever feel like a set in the past, Connor?
3: I mean, no, because it's like no. shot in present day yeah. uh, Grand Central Station. It looks Station.
2: like present yeah. day Manhattan. Is for to be honest for business. a lot of the movie because you know they start with him because don't they like flash to 2014 like towards the beginning it, of it the movie? starts yeah. in
0: 2014 with okay. him beginning to remember
2: okay and then obviously they flash back to his parents yes. and so for a little bit I thought then we were just like in 2014 and then I realized like oh we clearly are not in 2014 like whatever no. I think I missed the like the little Time title
3: card stamp. i don't yeah, think you're alone on that
2: but but that's what i'm well, saying but i was like okay it's a weird 2014 but then i realized it was not but it was not no it was not very clearly 1914 or whatever fucking year was yeah, it,
0: it feels like like a fantasy 2014 where everyone's just like a little too fancy yeah uh as opposed totally. to a movie that is set in the fucking like last scene of The Age of Innocence, oh. which is when this movie is actually set, right? Yes, yes. This is also yes. just that I just watched The Age of Innocence again, and I'm, like, struck by, like, how much more detail there is at the one scene in one location at the end of that movie that is set concurrently to this movie. Like, feels like you're in the past and this movie never does.
2: No. Oh, man,
0: We could have had yeah. a podcast about it. Daniel Day Lewis or Michelle Pfeiffer, Connor. We could be talking about the Age of Innocence.
3: We couldn't have one about Winona Ryder.
0: Yeah, unfortunately,
3: yeah. that's that's a that's that's it's present. So we can, yeah no right, that that yeah, oh
0: that's yeah. I will have already been on that by the time yeah yeah I plugged in on
2: last week's show. What Charlie, which
0: one? Which winona are you doing?
2: Um, I'm doing Little Women.
0: Ooh, says...
2: I've never seen that. You've I have never seen, seen
0: the Winona of Little
2: Women. Yeah. I haven't seen the Winona Little Women either, but it's my favorite book. So
3: you I hate know. Christian Bale, and it's the worst Christian Bale performance of all. I don't hate Christian Bale. I you don't like
2: Christian
0: Bale. Don't slander me. another
2: one too. I forgot what it That's is. That's
0: fine. I remembered you were on something interesting, and it was Little Women. I was like, I should watch that before I listen to that that episode. It's um, such
3: it's such a classic, like uh, Claire Danes typecast performance, also yeah. in that movie. You'll understand when you watch it.
0: Can I say something about Christian Bale really quick? That you hate him? No, I don't hate Christian Bale, Connor. We've had this conversation. I just don't think Christian Bale's given a good performance since 2008. Yeah. Except, breaking news, listeners, I saw the boy in the Heron last night. Oh, is he a voice in that? Yes, he is. Oh,
1: I didn't know
3: that.
0: Because... The actor who plays that role in the Japanese cast is the guy who played Howl in Howl's Moving Castle. Mm. And as you know, Christian Bale is famously in Howl's Moving Castle and is famously really bad at Howl's Moving Castle. <laughs> um, so they wanted to bring Christian Bale back as like an acknowledgement of the similar casting with the Japanese version. Uh Christian Bale is like extraordinary in the boy and the hair. Oh, that's good to hear. Yeah, you. the streak yeah. is over. He's back, baby. He's back.
3: What wow. if this? What if the rest of the 2020s is just like knock out Christian Bale? Great. No, nothing right?
0: would make okay. me happier because but, uh, <laughs> I like Christian Bale as an actor. Unfortunately, he
3: he'll done. probably do like three more David O. Russell movies in the next five years. Some David O.
0: Russell is never getting another movie made in Hollywood.
3: You don't think so? Because no, Amsterdam no. is just like so atrocious, and
0: he's just such a fucking. He's been me metooed so hard. Yeah. Like it finally caught up with him. It's the. It's,
3: Has it actually
0: though? That's my question. It's because the Brian Singer thing where like, even if it's a slow roll, if you're that unpleasant in your day-to-day life, eventually the like misconduct allegations, even if they don't stick the first time they're, sp- they're spoken, eventually they're going to catch up with you because people are just going to get tired of your bullshit like okay. as a professional
3: well he still might be in like three scott cooper movies over the next five well years, that's so. different
0: because no <laughs> one's ever said a bad thing about scott cooper that i know of like truly like scott cooper i'm sure he's a lover. Oh no no no, no. i'm not saying that i'm just saying yeah, like, i'm just like you're clarifying. not
3: gonna be getting the you're not gonna be getting the cole's favorite christian bale performances if he's exclusively in scott cooper movies
0: over the yeah next he's gonna be in the next, next fucking he's gonna be in another fucking adam mckay movie oh, just you wait <laughs>
3: That's almost guaranteed. I feel. Did like. you
0: hear that Adam McKay announced a new movie? Yeah,
3: but isn't it in? It's about like, climate flux? change. I think it's not officially. I think he's. I think he's gauging like yeah.
0: response to um, the announcement. All right. Yeah, we got to get back onto Winter's Tale. <laughs> Winter's Tale. I have We're, something
2: I want to talk about.
0: Please, please.
2: Um, did Will Smith and Russell Crowe's last interaction feel a little gay to anybody?
0: Well, okay you're gonna get me in trouble
2: why (laughs) on my
0: beautiful podcast because you've you've said the word the words will smith and gay (laughs) in a row (laughs) so we're just gonna believe this whole thing moving on (laughs) he is will smith is playing this role very gay
3: if that, yeah, I mean, if that's he's your reading his, on it, the hoop earrings aren't helping. Yeah, much, the know? hoop
0: earrings. He's playing it as, like, down low Marcus Burnett, uh, which is wild. Yeah. Sorry, Mike Lowry. I always get which one's which mixed up. He's playing it, like, is the idea supposed to be that his Lucifer is, like, a man out of time?
3: Yeah, I mean, I was going to say, this is also, this is the third tuberculosis Colin movie this is also the second movie where
0: the devil is wearing anachronistic clothing table 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 devil come back to devil to come back to gay subtext um i do have to object to this i do not believe she has tuberculosis in this movie they say consumption
3: like a hundred times
0: okay but connor tuberculosis is a incredibly contagious coronavirus right like it is a respiratory infection that is like like incredibly contagious this is a completely non-contagious disease that gives her a fever so hot that she melts snow i think the movie doesn't understand no no no. i think the movie's trying to say that she's got this like magical curse because her whole point is that she's supposed to die to teach colin a lesson and like the movie's idea is that's her like Mystical place in this world. The thing she needs to do to become a star. I don't think she has tuberculosis. I think they think she has tuberculosis, but she's supposed to have like magical star girl disease. That's
3: fine. And I mean, to to, I mean to elaborate on what you're saying, like I do understand where you're coming from. And because again, I don't really like the Caleb Deschanel cinematography. And I uh, it it it's very clear in this film that they were. Not that the resources weren't as available as something like, or maybe the use of resources wasn't as ingenious as something like Scorsese's Age of Innocence. But in that establishing scene early in the film, when her character is being introduced and she's like, the fever lets me see the light, and you get like all the lens flares and stuff like that, I did, I, me as the viewer, did think for a second, I was like, wait, am I watching like a golden compass, his dark materials type? thing right now that takes place in like an alternate fantastical New York City separate from the one that we know in which people have magical diseases and people are knowledgeable of flying horses and demons walking around no, I'm I did think interested. for a second yeah. yeah I did think for a second that I was like oh it this is a different take this is a different alternative line uh, alternative timeline alternative rules to reality here than you know stepping more into that neil gaiman-esque type of fictional storytelling and then the movie like completely turns on that and they yeah. say no this is new no. york city and this is exactly the place that, you, <laughs> that you've been told about your entire life well, let's, um, let's
0: bring it back to will smith it counts as a uh, ridiculous movie though sure it counts as bring Yeah, who is not not fruity in this movie charlie is what i would say it's not the most heterosexual will smith has ever come across on screen what
3: band do you think his t-shirt is because i'm gonna say i think it's the smiths and i don't know if that's just because i've been watching the killer on a loop in my or because
0: you're making a gay joke about the smiths
3: i don't even know Uh, if it's a gay joke i just (laughs) i feel like he's wearing a smith's t-shirt
0: yeah Uh, I mean, it would be more interesting if he was explicitly like a devil who lives out of time, a la Tom Waits in Parnassus, which, Charlie, have you seen the imaginary production of Parnassus? Tom, Tom Waits plays Satan as like a dude who that movie's set in the modern day. Or maybe in the eighties, but Tom Waits is playing Satan as like
3: oh, it's set in the modern day. It's set in the, the modern day. The modern day stuff of it is set. Yeah, in the yeah. Modern day. but
0: it's but yeah. he's he's his. Whenever Satan appears, Satan feels like like a fucking like street thief from around the turn of the century. Okay. But then that movie flashes back to like the fucking like sixth century or something, and Tom Waits still feels like a street thief from yeah. around the turn of the century. He's... So so he's
3: like. <laughs> He's styled, he's styled like the De Niro version of Vito Corleone.
0: Yeah. But uh, he's okay, styled 20, like but, Russell Crowe in this movie. Yeah. But okay. most of
1: the,
3: yeah. most of the movie takes place in 2009. And there is a scene that takes place in like 5,000 BC Tibet. And he's still dressed that way, like yeah. throughout, whenever he's featured. So the if the implication yeah. is
0: that like Satan is always like a fucking down- Brooklyn scenester, right? Who like is really into Death from Above Records or something. Is that the idea? He's got yeah. the hoop earrings. Yeah. I think he's, so. a, he's a capital cool. MF male feminist who's gonna get canceled in 2018 when DMs leak. <laughs> yes. It doesn't land though. It's I, I wish I wish it was gayer, honestly.
3: No, it doesn't make sense. Uh, I wish
2: take. he It's just a little gay. That's what I I agree with you. It's just like a little bit, like, and I didn't even. It was just the last scene with them that I was like, "Hmm, "This is like a little.
0: Why don't we make this more?" Russell Crowe is like actually the most heterosexual actor on the planet, is part of it. Um, so like he's incapable of playing anything like that. Yeah. Uh, is is my take? But Will, you know, if I said that fucking it made total sense to me that Colin Farrell was in this movie and it made sense to me that Russell Crowe was in this movie. I didn't say that, but it did. Um, I I thought it was baffling that Will Smith was in this.
2: I only like, I would have been, I knew that he was coming because you said yeah when when we were DMing about it, that like we would talk about Will Smith. So I knew that Will Smith was going to be in the movie. Um, But I think if I hadn't known that I would have been like shocked when he came. I don't know if
3: I can do the thing we're obligated to do. We're in this podcast.
1: Okay.
2: What?
3: I don't because this movie what? is so bad, I like I for- had forgotten for a minute. Like cause I because I don't like I don't like anybody in this movie so because this is, of this movie being so bad that like I forgot that we were going to be obligated to do the thing. Yeah. So this this is my thing. <laughs> yeah. so, Charlie,
0: have you listened to any of the show? No, I'm sorry. That's fine. No, don't no, spend Whenever someone is in one of the movies who has like is a real fucking like A-lister, we like to like do this thing we call the Mount Rushmore where we like collectively with the guests without the guest, if the guest isn't on there's no guest, like collectively build up like the four canonical performances. Okay. Um I think it would be both insulting to Will Smith and to Russell Crowe to do that <laughs> for this movie. <laughs> because so there's two people. Hunt it, so it? I think we could hunt it just because they're so bad. I is this Will Smith's worst performance is what I'm building towards.
2: I oh,
0: I haven't seen be. everything.
2: I ha- yeah, I don't know. It, it could, certainly it, one of them. It
0: but like could be. Here's here's the thing about Will Smith being in this movie okay this movie in 2014 now if we talk about like the will smith movie star run of the 2000s which is roughly what bad boys 2 like getting him back on the horse as like an a-lister through seven pounds being the next bomb right you don't think it starts with
3: What do you mean back on the horse? Like after Wild Wild West? After
0: Wild Wild West and Bagger Vance and Ali all kind of bombing. I think Men in Black 2. A a movie I forget exists. You're right. You're right. So for Men in Black 2 through Seven Pounds, which Seven Pounds is the one that breaks the streak, every Will Smith movie is a hit, right? Yeah. And obviously Seven Pounds is six years before this movie. Actually, only five years before this movie, if you think about... Um, that when they actually come out year to year, it's only five years before this movie.
1: I don't
3: know how you feel too, but like for my childhood, definitely one of the biggest actors. Oh, like, if course, you were to ask, course. if you oh, were to no. ask me who the top five the, the biggest A-lister movie, biggest movie stars were, he was definitely in the I, he was definitely mentioned.
0: He, yeah. I think about this all the time, he released a song like two years ago or something. Um, like, he, like, went back into the studio and cut another rap song. Now, I don't know if it, like, ever came out to, like, streaming services or anything. It was a freestyle, right, that he, like, just, like, put on his, like, socials or anything, which yeah. was just him rapping. But there's a, a thing he says in that song that I always thought was insane, which is everyone's trying to put up Will Smith numbers. I don't think your life has that many summers, uh, which is true though right like he can say that but yeah. he's right like
3: i get like it it is funny in hindsight how much uh like one the commercial bombs plus the jada pinkett smut stiff, plus the <laughs> jada pinkett shit plus his kind of like his adoption of youtube as like his format of choice nowadays has derailed like a lot of this persona that
0: he he had once had but 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 but, you know fucking the 2000s big willy season right he's fucking just running numbers fucking landing hit after hit after hit after hit and that seven pounds comes out in 2008 and it's a bomb and he goes away
3: i mean the thing is though i will say it's not that many movies
0: doesn't matter if it's that (laughs) many movies when they're all fucking huge right like he can't miss
3: but they're huge in a way where that i don't think they've lived in the consciousness as much as like we talked about tom cruise early on as much as like no. his movies live on you or
0: know? or as much as his 90, 90s 90s no or, yeah but just let's orient this back to 2014 let me let me okay, okay. at this point okay <laughs> he has this monster run he hits a bomb will goes away right yeah he does not make a movie for four years now part of that is because men in black 3 has this like notoriously belabored and nightmarish production um that that movie takes forever to actually get up, get finished um that he goes away part of it is that he's putting a lot of effort into trying to make his kids celebrities but will smith hits a roadblock in his career retreats and then comes back trying to like reinvent himself as fucking big willy again right mm-hmm. like he's he's trying to re-enshrine himself as the a-lister he does men in black three right the same trick that worked last time go back to another men in black movie men in black three is a hit say what you will about after earth after earth is a bomb but conceptually after earth is will smith being like I'm a huge star. I can fucking just like will this shit into existence, right? I'm I'm fucking Will Smith. I'm the greatest A-wister of all time. He's the mover of that film. He's the one that put it all in motion. And this movie has shot by the time After Earth comes out, right? So Will Smith appearing in Winter's Tale is not a reaction to After Earth bombing. It is just the natural follow-up to After Earth bombing. Which brings me to the question I'm trying to ask. If you're Will Smith and you're Trying to re-enshrine yourself as the fucking biggest star in the world. Why the fuck are you in Winter's Tale for two seats? What are you doing? And why are
3: you so bored? It's cause Akiva Golds Goldsman wrote uh what do you write, i Robot and I Am Legend, right? The, are those the two I the guess, heroes? yeah. Oh no cool that is literally what's happening with everybody in this movie like colin farrell's in this movie because akiva goldsman was friends with uh joel schumacher russell sure. crowe is in this movie because akiva goldsman wrote movies that russell Crowe and jennifer connelly sure. were in you know that's 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 the case with like most of the big name actors who appear in this
2: they were like he was <sighs> like you owe me a favor
3: i think he was calling it i think he Just based off of kind of, as I said, the anemic production design of this film, I think he had to really rely on like, I don't want to throw any names out there, but like I've seen firsthand, I've worked on stuff that isn't really like living up to the pitch that the people involved have put out there. And I've seen the favors get called in in this way in like a very similar manner where it's like, Will Smith is being polite by being in this movie. He's choosing not to burn bridges by being in this movie is what's sure, here. Yeah.
0: But if that's the case, then don't you want to like be the most exciting dynamic part of this movie? Like what's, what's the logic behind kind of just like occasionally doing a grumbly like demon voice, but mostly just being like, I'm Will Smith, I'm cool, I'm bored, I'm just going to sit here. He doesn't even do the laugh. That's what I don't really... That's what I don't really
3: get about yeah. this.
0: Yeah. Um and then why is Paul Bettany not in this movie? That's the real question. <laughs> I think
3: Paul Bettany is like cuz um Age of Ultron is 2015.
0: Is the next year, yes.
3: Yeah, I I've, I've read interviews with Paul Bettany. I don't know what he did, but he essentially said his career was over yes. until he got the call from Kevin Feige that was like we actually want you in live action which yes. only happened because he had already been voicing Jarvis in that yes. series. You know, I, he he's never explicitly said what has happened but he's made it very clear that he pissed off like important people in Hollywood and he essentially believed that he was never going to get cast in anything ever again because well, he of something is in that he transcendence had said, or something that two he
0: weeks done. earlier God, I'm just saying that that is what know, he I has said he publicly. Said. Yeah. Early 2014 is a bad time for Hollywood. <laughs> um, yeah, I did not clock anything super flirty between them. Charlie is what I'm saying, but I'm glad that you did because it would have brought me some joy if I had.
2: I was just a little like calling him Lou, and then when he was yeah, the I don't even remember what he said. Something like. Like, basically, like, he was, like, like he didn't want him to die. Which I guess was probably just supposed to be, like, oh, like, a yeah. little affection that was n- totally not romantic, but.
3: We're getting into something else that I
0: don't
2: understand so about def- this film. so something to be gay in this movie. Which oh, my God. Like...
0: No, I totally get it. I want there to be just more sex in any way in general in this, right? Not, like, yeah. literal sex, but just, like, that, like, spark of, like, chemistry of flirtation. Was, yeah,
2: yeah. Yes, there's no passion. There's no passion. And it's a century-spanning love story about stars. No passion.
3: I don't understand, as you're pointing out, what is the motivation here? Because Lou, which is short for Lucifer, Mm -hmm. does not seem to care whether or not Colin Farrell pulls off the miracle that that they think he's going to pull off in this movie. But Russell Crowe is willing to risk his own immortality to attempt to stop Colin Farrell from pulling off the miracle that they think he's going to pull off in this movie. So th- I don't understand why is Russell Crowe so invested in preventing this from happening when his boss question mark seems to not care in any way whatsoever.
2: I don't know. Yeah.
1: I, I don't have an answer.
3: This is have- what I'm saying where it's like, just cut all that stuff out of the movie. Yeah. And then him, Being alive in 2014 is like magical enough for me to like have my mind blown once that happens. (laughs) If it's a good movie leading up to it, sure. I don't understand.
0: I don't. I don't.
2: I don't don't know. I don't get it.
0: Who else? I can't. I just like Crow's uh, bad in this. He's 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 doing like
3: he's doing like that uh, twitch thing. Where it's like he's you know what honestly we're talking about Men in Black and like he's kind of he's kind of a little bit trying to do what D'Onofrio is doing in the first Men in Black just like a much more muted form of like this monster who is in human skin who like doesn't really understand how to be human but is like navigating throughout the human
0: world I guess this movie has no sense of humor to it is also the problem because like
2: very seriously
0: I don't love Russell Crowe like unreservedly as an actor, but like if he can like camp it up a little, he's generally going to do a better job than he does in something like this. Like I think about something like the mummy where there is like a a playfulness to that performance that he gets to indulge in that like this is crying out for.
3: Or, or like, uh, not to bring up the dc eu again but like he he does get to like
0: good yeah yeah (laughs) in man of steel um if you've never seen i'm gonna just go ahead and assume that neither of you two have seen uh the man with the iron fists
3: no i have the movie the Riz's
0: starring vehicle that he does like right before this um that is like a purely comedic performance in almost a similar vein as this one I had a brief um,
3: moment when I quit the football team in high school where I was like, I'm going to become a professional boxer and the boxing coach that I went to was talking about the man with the iron fist like every single day.
0: Wow. Cause it's a good movie. Just his favorite movie. Yeah. That's a wild movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't get any of the logic behind what Crow's doing. Like I know Connor, you've been, um... I don't think
3: he's good at playing a bad guy. I yeah. just don't know. I don't think he's good at that. He, he, that's I can't really interesting... think of other scenarios where he's really pulled it off. I know he's good at playing like morally complex characters, but I don't think he's great at being the outright antagonist slash bad guy of the movie. And I think,
0: well, he doesn't normally do it.
3: No. And yeah. uh, I think a lot, what people, what people love about something like gladiator is that he's able to pull that off in that. I want to talk about Colin in this light as well but i i think something that they share between them as actors is when they're good when they are good they tap into grand storytelling behavior that old movie stars were capable of in like the epics of the 50s and in 60s stretching way back and i think sure. like i think crow's ability to do that in something like a gladiator is like what made people love him in the first place yeah no maybe when um, I when I think of Eva Marie Saint being in this movie, as someone who, who in interviews is like completely enamored and in love with Colin Farrell, as someone who worked with Cary Grant, who worked with uh, Brando, who worked with, man, I don't know, like Eva <laughs> I, Marie Saint
0: yeah. is extraordinary in Winter Sale. James Mason, I will go to the mat for that Eva Marie Saint performance.
3: I think she understands Colin Farrell in that way
0: well you think they slept together
3: oh I, I don't know i don't know this is
0: know. connor's theory no no, no 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 no, i don't
3: know i don't know if they slept together but the interviews <laughs> the interviews between them are just
0: so hilarious of, they're uh, very flirtatious yeah
3: of even Marie saint impressed. like constantly being like i wish i was in the sex scene instead of uh, uh jessica brown finley and and stuff like that um And basically, like, the interviewer asks her, like, what did you enjoy being in this movie? She just responds, Colin Farrell.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Which, Charlie, you laugh. But when Colin Farrell was, you know, a 20-something-year-old movie star, Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: he was, you know, sleeping with every woman in Hollywood, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: he was, in fact briefly dating elizabeth taylor and elizabeth taylor is only 10 years younger than ava marie saint so if you told me that colin farrell and ava marie saint got together on this movie i would be like i believe you um she's got so much energy for 90 in this movie though yeah
3: so the interviewer the interviewer asks uh, a question and colin proceeds to like Talk about how he enjoyed working with her. He says, Working with her was a dream. I had one of the most incredible periods of the last 15 years on a film set that I had had with her. And uh, I've been aware of her work since I was in my early teens. Uh, I love working with actors who are (laughs) who have had a greater kind of depth of history with regards to life and film and working with Eva Marie Saint as with working with Christopher Plummer I think were two of my favorite experiences she's a wonderful actress but more importantly always more importantly always the cart that should go before the horse is the human being and how you find them as a person and I just adored the bones of her and I was really spoiled to be able to spend time with her on set and it will stay with me all my days which I hope are plentiful and then she immediately responds colin and i became lovers (laughs) she's just so funny to me
0: (laughs) every response she gives is is about how she wants to have sex with colin farrell but elsewhere in that interview she mentions that her character is supposed to be like 110 years old yeah and when she said that i was like yeah i guess she is supposed to be like 110 years old
2: Yeah, i didn't think about
0: that but that doesn't track in the movie like i'm kind of like wow she's she's she is ava marie saint just because i know how old ava marie saint is because she is the oldest living oscar winner uh so i think about her being old quite often um uh as of like a year ago actually she's the oldest living oscar winner because whoever had her beat passed away um but like Yes, yeah, she seems very energetic and alive, and not at all like. Like I feel like a lot of when you like bring out like starlets of the old Hollywood era to be in movies, like when they're you know septogenarians or octogenarians or nonagenarians, which she is. I think she's an octogenarian, which she shoots this. Um, you're often leaning into them, how the the contrast between the young woman we have are familiar with and this older actress now yeah um thinking of like gloria stewart in titanic right where you're like leaning into how old they are and this one you're doing the exact opposite right which i think is supposed to be part of the magical realism of the whole thing uh that because she's connected that like if if the good idea Cole, if colin explicitly can't die and she is somehow connected to his Destiny is the implication that, like, even if she's not fully not aging, she's just like they're keeping her going until she needs she can reconnect with Colin. Like, if Colin had like got his memory back in the eighties, would she be dead by now? I think it's um, a good idea. I think again, but know. like again, but I watching the movie do not even consider the fact that this character is one hundred ten years old, and that it should be odd that she's like still working and totally mobile and everything, right? I wish the movie.
3: You know, I had watched. uh, What was that?
2: I just yeah. said, "There's too many odd things happening." And the there's too
3: many odd things. Happen-
2: but don't worry about that. It's it's blowing
0: through everything too. Is the thing like it doesn't? That's what I was going to say. Yeah.
3: Is I wish I wish if the movie was going to have all of this fantastical elements in it, I wish it would. I wish it would really satiate itself into what those actually mean emotionally for the people involved. I agree. Because it doesn't yeah. care. It doesn't. The movie doesn't care what it, about what it would mean to live for a hundred years without any memory.
2: No. That's yeah. only. That's no. only
3: like a factor to prolong. What to prolong Peter's existence.
0: He until could, the moment could just when he Winkle it, and it's the same movie.
3: That's exactly yeah, and it it doesn't care. It doesn't really care even Marie Saint is giving it, but the movie itself and how it's directed does not really care how it is for this woman at the end of her life to then see this like fantastic man that her sister was in love with when she was a child, you know?
2: Yeah. And it's like
3: every aspect like that, the movie just doesn't care. It's uh, simple stuff, simple stuff. If this man has no memory and he's just spending all day long drawing pictures with chalk, why does he have it? He has like a nice apartment. How, how, what does he do? How like well,
2: we What he he he's been doing? Like, yeah. yeah, we don't have any idea. I,
3: you um, have to explain that to me. That's the first question I'm asking. Is like, where is this guy living? Does he have a job? Like, what's happening?
0: Have either of you seen The Age of Adeline? Yes.
2: No, I haven't seen it. Oh, Blake. Uh, Lively?
0: Blake Lively. Yeah, the Blake Lively movie. Yeah, Harrison um, Ford. G- fucking incredible incredible Harrison Ford performance in The yeah. Age of Adeline. Holy shit. He's so maybe his best performance of his entire career. Um oh. but um The Age of Adeline is a similar deal to this where like Blake Lively plays a woman in the 20s who stops aging. Um and it picks up like 100 years later and she's still this like beautiful 20 something but she's actually like a 120-year-old woman. Um so similar to the Colin thing. Yeah. But Ellen Burstyn plays her daughter in one scene in that movie, and obviously, Ellen Burstyn is also plays McConaughey's daughter, and in- yeah, yes, but but yeah. she does, yes, she does, but Ellen Burstyn is in real life 55 years older than Blake Lively, but yeah. because you know, Lively doesn't age and Burstyn does blah 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 that's it's a similar thing to the ava marie saint relationship where she was a child and now she's old and he's still young and beautiful but that scene with burson and lively in the age of adeline is like so devastating because it carries with it the sense that like the the older one's not going to die first right yeah which is is the the quiet subtext of all this is death which this movie doesn't even land because colin yeah. does end up dying first as far as we can tell because he goes to be with the stars yeah he's. but it. like aging is dying right not to be crass about it but that's what we're we're talking about as like bodies yeah. in a way is that we get and older their and death, yeah i don't know in yeah, that sense
3: just, but what i i i don't when i think about what this movie could be I don't think about it in that sense because I think about that relationship between them at the end as more as not as much that I brought up interstellar because my dad had recently out of the blue over Thanksgiving I was like, do you want to watch a movie? And he was like, I want to watch Interstellar. I've right. never seen it before. I wow. don't know where that came from, but he was very adamant that he wanted Has to he watch it. He considered that it's
0: a bad movie. <laughs> he, had never seen, he had never seen it before. <laughs> did you tell him it's a bad movie and we should watch a good movie like that? I
3: told him that he might not react well to it on first viewing because I certainly did not. Although on this viewing, I did see much more in it than I had sure. the, the initial time. Um what I think is so moving about the end of that movie and about that scene between McConaughey and Burston is not so much, not so much that Burston is closer to death because she is physically older than McConaughey is at that point in time, but more that she has lived this life yes. that con- that McConaughey had never had the opportunity to live and now he has to live life which again like this movie isn't even attempting to well, the, the, to land the, because colin flies
0: off into the the, the, the reason I was, I was pulling towards yeah. the age of adeline and not interstellar is because interstellar has the time travel shenanigans these movies don't the lives have been lived in both these movies but to, to a degree there's like that old saw that like well death gives life meaning and and colin in a way in a better movie, him being deprived of death then gives his life no meaning, and the idea should be that he needs to find meaning to then have the death, right? Like he's the the, the pieces are missing, he needs to put them back together in the wrong order. The way it's um, played, though... but she's also deprived of death, is what <laughs> I'm saying for some reason, and therefore that makes the whole thing feel just weightless. The way it's
3: played though is though the hundred years that he has spent wandering in New York City, he did not experience anything yes that's the un- way it's played untrue he yeah. just
0: does chalk drawings and puts on the world's worst wig which- <laughs> he just okay. keeps
3: wearing the same clothes that he wore 100 years before
0: can we agree that it's the worst wig anyone's ever worn in a movie no it's
3: i've weird. i've no it's we've, so we bad. you and i have both seen a home at the end of the world Fuck and have
0: had this shit. discussion before Fuck <laughs> shit. oh god you're right yeah <laughs> Charlie, can I send you a picture of what Colin Farrell looks like in a home at the end of the world? I'm going to text it to you. And Um, I still
3: think Samuel L. Jackson is the king of bad wigs. Almost
0: every wig Samuel L. Jackson wears is a bad wig. I want you to think in your head, how bad can a wig be, Charlie? I want you to try to conceive of what you think the worst wig of all time is.
2: Okay, I have an image in my head.
0: You have an image in your head?
2: Looking
3: at it <laughs> uh, To be fair, I've not seen this movie yet, but Efron's wig and the iron claw looks pretty awful in the trailer. It wow. might be, honestly, <laughs> that wig might be the same wig that Colin wears oh, at Home. No,
0: the it, it looks like a mop. It looks like they had put oh, a mop that's on so it.
2: mean.
0: It's <laughs> so mean.
2: Oh no, that's really bad. In,
0: in this movie's defense. It is like canonically a bad haircut. Yeah, and like,
2: and one a point, point of it,
0: you yeah. know, you know, you know. There's that like fucking okay. like shitty like, oh, she's got glasses and a ponytail thing. This yeah. th- that wig is his glasses and a ponytail. Awesome. Where the second okay. they give him a haircut, everyone's like, like I, oh my I God, must he's so sleep. Hot. Yeah, the second he gets a haircut, everyone in that movie starts sleeping with him.
3: Yeah, it's, it's um, also supposed to be like when the little kid version of him in the beginning yeah. of the movie has the same haircut, yeah. and then it's they've so bad, all though. like all the other characters have grown up and they're dressed like it's the '80s, but he's still dressed like it's 1972, even though he's an adult
0: now. Weird movie. Yeah. Weird movie. Weird movie. I wish this movie were weirder. I,
2: like, there's a lot of things I wish. Yeah, it's just be it beirder. needs a
3: that's what I'm saying. It's like that. I guess that's what I'm saying, where it's like you need to. It, it's throwing so many weird emotional scenarios based on the relationships between these people.
2: And doing it that. would
3: be interesting if like the Russell Crowe character was a father figure to him in that dynamic of like him being raised to understand evil as uh, as like a necessity to like the balance of things. And then for whatever reason have some like calling to grace where he starts like acting against that like that's an interesting relationship to explore i don't know that every relationship is an interesting yeah. relationship to That's explore. the thing. yeah and yeah. they don't
2: explore any of them they yeah. just like plop something and then they just move on and they don't do anything with it i and
3: swore I- there was gonna be like a conflict between him and the William Hurt character where the William Hurt character blamed him for the reason that she died because he does sex her to death, <laughs> canonically in or the movie. <laughs> yeah.
2: Even like his, like his you know, fight with Russell Crowe, the fact that there's no like real word said in that fight, like they literally just like fist fight. I'm like, we have nothing to say to each other after all this time. I don't know. I just feel like I thought this movie was going to be like, funny and like campy yes. yes. And it was actually boring. Yes. And that's I was, really sad. Because I was it was just thinking,
1: be boring.
0: Yeah. No. Like a, a movie where Will Smith plays the devil and had just like the bare teeth thing that's about a magic horse should be a fun movie to talk <laughs> about.
2: And that's like and, I feel like anybody who's listening who hasn't like watched the movie, if you heard the description of this movie, you would think this movie has to be fun. Like, it sounds fun, but it's not. It's boring. If
3: I told you what this movie was about and I said Kenneth Branagh directed this movie, you wouldn't think it was going to win Best Picture at the Academy Awards, but you would be like, oh, that sounds interesting. Like, I would sit down and watch that movie with a smile on my face, you know?
0: There are well, countless, you, there are you, you countless say directors that, you, that could you, I'm have, going could to be remind out. you that you said that when we do talk about a Kenneth Branagh movie on this podcast in a few months. It's coming. The clock is ticking.
3: What is, wait. What movie you forget.
0: I mean? You always forget. There's a Colin Branagh movie? Yes, there is. Kenneth Branagh directed the Artemis Fowl movie.
3: Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Man. It, 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 does that? But the question—the question is like, how are we going to watch that movie? It's isn't no, it's,
0: it, it just all the ones that they cut just dropped on paid streaming services, like quietly um, the week before Thanksgiving, okay. were safe. Were you aware there <laughs> was-, was an Artemis Fowl movie, Charlie? Um,
2: you I was feel aware. like
0: you could be an Artemis Fowl person.
2: I wasn't, but I okay. At your age. Yeah, your age and your
0: been. interests it could have landed.
2: I definitely could have been, but I just wasn't. Yeah. Can
3: I don't ask don't you know uh I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you if Artemis Fowl is something, and I would just want you to say yes or no. Sure. Okay. Is it about a steampunk pigeon? No. <laughs> That's what I imagine in my head that Artemis Fowl is about.
0: You do you not know what Artemis That's Fowl is
3: about? It. I have literally no idea what Artemis is about. I need you, you to about. go in. As blind
0: <laughs> as heaven as I okay. need you to just, just just straight up do do no research right just fucking just press play on that sucker. Okay? I'll watch think... it like right
3: before like I'll watch <laughs> it and then we'll go right into the recording. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Blind.
0: uh If this movie were more Artemis fowley it would be good.
3: If this movie was more, I mean, if it this just... movie was a James Cameron movie, it is one of the like James but... Cameron wanted to make this story. It's one of the better movies of the decade, probably,
0: <laughs> most likely. If you told me the book was very moving and very affecting and this like tender magical love story, I believe yeah. you. Let us just say right out the gate that that was never going to translate well to the screen, right? Yeah. What if this movie was dumb and silly? Don't you want it to be dumb and silly? That's yeah. what I thought I was getting into. I thought, that's what I thought you were getting to, dude.
2: I'm so sorry. I feel hey. bad.
0: I feel bad that I made you watch this movie.
2: Okay. It's okay. I've had to watch worse for revolting. So.
0: Yeah.
3: I, I think haven't. I had just known because we, Cole and I never really said, but like the reason I had always been aware of this movie, despite never watching it, is because from 2014 on, it has had this tale as like the platonic idea of failed, fantastical awards bait, as opposed to like failed character study awards bait if that makes sense
0: we'll see but i disagree with you on that because i actually think this movie even in that lane that you just described this yeah. movie gets its fucking lunch eaten two years later when collateral beauty comes out because collateral beauty i think really has taken that movie spot as this like magical realist awards bait disaster
3: i think that's true that but Will when Smith collateral is also in <laughs> when collateral beauty was coming out I remember this movie just being like the name of this movie being dropped a lot. Of being like, remember yes. when oh, that yes. happened with Winter's Tale? Well, it's happening yes. again, all
0: over again. Charlie, do do you know about uh, Collateral Beauty? Mm-hmm. Uh, can I just tell you about Collateral Beauty? Oh, go ahead. Will Smith oh. plays a, like I've, ne- no, I've never seen oh. this movie, so this is just my understanding of this movie. Okay. Will Smith plays like. A rich, successful businessman whose life has no meaning because his daughter has passed away, um, and he like he's he's in a major depressive like streak. And in the middle of this like depressive streak, he writes letters to love, time, and death, like the abstract ideas. I remember the
2: trailer for this movie. Yes. So they yes.
0: hire actors to pose yes. as yes. love, time, and death. Yes,
2: I remember the trailers for this movie. Do Just you that.
0: know the twist of this movie?
2: no what's the twist
0: the i believe the twist is the actors they hire to portray these like anthropomorphic concepts of existence are actually really the anthropomorphic concepts of existence and they're actually there to teach his friends is
1: it all of them
3: or is it just like one or two of them
0: i think it's all three of them are Really, these like magical beings
3: who is it again? Like, is Kieran Knightley one of them? It's
0: Kieran Knightley, Helen yeah. Mirren, and Ch- oh. Jacob Lattimore.
3: And Naomi Harris is his wife, right? I guess Her friend I've never or something. seen it. Yeah,
0: I've never seen it. Man, it looks terrible. Um,
3: season 18 of Above the Title Cole and I do... doing Kate Winslet, <laughs> like doing Kate Michael Winslet.
0: Pena. <laughs> i do a like fucking a Michael Pe- Pena. Michael Pena is in tomorrow. Collateral Beauty. Yeah. Oh, I do a Michael Pena podcast tomorrow, Connor. You have no idea.
3: We have to do uh we'd have to do season four of uh, uh Jack Ryan. He sounds on good. Amazon Prime.
0: Do we have anything else to say about this movie before we go into this movie's like release? I don't think
3: I don't so. Know.
0: Like, I don't think so. I again I'm just... Yo, fuck, fuck, fuck. We haven't talked about Jessica Brown Finley at all.
3: Oh it? wait, I do there, there's she's something so I have to get out to get something
0: out of the way. She's I mean, yeah, she is. That's why, like, she just does like sexy British TV. That's her that's her thing. No disrespect to her. She, she was just my does, favorite like, part of the
2: movie because at least she was nice to look at. I was, yeah, like, she so. just
0: does like sexy British TV. She was on Downton Abbey. She did fucking she's in a show called Harlots. That's probably good. It's about like 19th century prostitutes in london i have, I have to that. get something out of the way if you get something mind. out of
3: the way yeah i i know i don't think we're gonna have the opportunity to do this in the future unfortunately sure. so i have to do it now but uh ava marie saint was born in newark new jersey uh and she is in on the waterfront so she's going on the new jersey wall of fame Play it. hit the track hole
1: Once you enter this family, there's no getting out.
0: Literally because I've been in a blitz of editing episodes, Connor, I was just, just right before we started this being like, well, Connor hasn't inducted anyone into the New Jersey wall of fame in a long time. This is an imaginary pizza parlor, Charlie, Mm
3: -hmm.
0: with where the photos on the wall are beloved New Jersey thespians.
3: Yeah, but only people that we have covered so far. So, it's <laughs> But like, only people who've
0: come up on the podcast. It's a very
3: strange collection of like Bruce Willis, Joey Pants, Kevin Smith, and the two guys from Scrubs. <laughs> and the two I guys think. from Scrubs
0: yeah. and Ava Marie Saint.
3: And Ava Marie Saint. <laughs> pointedly, not Tom Cruise. And not Michael <laughs> Pitt. Did we even say that on that episode? Sean was like, Sean brought it up and I was like, no, 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 no.
0: I don't no, even no. remember that, not man. Happening. That I'm in a fugue state over So that, pointedly, look, over not me. Michael Pitt but i i mean okay ava marie saint uh the, the best right yeah i mean like i i bring her up all the time as like
3: i think she's my favorite hitchcock blonde that's a great
0: pick it's yeah. not my pick but
3: I, have- I think she's my favorite and I, I have just every movie i've seen her in i also being a, a formula one fan she's in john frankenheimer's grand prix which i love and uh just thought yeah, I've never seen I've never seen Graham <laughs> But play. uh I mean she's remarkable in On the Waterfront.
0: Yeah. Have you heard yeah. of a little movie called On the Waterfront? <laughs> wow, she has made many less movies. Can I This is crazy. She is she was in five movies in the 21st century. Uh yeah. she's in uh a fucking Kim Basinger like drama that I've never heard of called I Dreamed of Africa that is probably not problematic at all she is in the Vim Vendors Sam Shepard movie Don't Come Knocking which is a real like 21st century Vim Vendors does not exist right Uh, she's in Because of Winn-Dixie a movie that I have not seen but I I'm just gonna say is good
2: I love Because of Winn-Dixie because
0: Wayne Wang Tourism is the vibe for the summer that one is
3: about a dog right that one is about a dog yeah but our miss is not about a pigeon
0: no okay
2: maybe
3: (laughs)
0: um yeah i've never read because of when dixie but i don't know it looks cute i've never seen my favorite author is she
2: your favorite author my favorite author. Yes, that's a
0: cute answer for favorite author. I've never read. I, I'm looking at her right now. I don't think I've ever read any of these books. They look good though. Yeah, all great. I, I people really like the Tale of Despereaux. Yeah, I've never I, read it, but
2: I just reread it recently. Yeah, me and it as a little bedtime story. We'd read a chapter every night.
0: Oh, that's cute. Yeah, I, I wish I had an opinion on her, but I'm I'm pro. I'm pro like. Philosophically, I am pro like good children's book and
1: she's authors,
0: 100%. Yeah. Really and she she's one hundred percent. And she seems like bad. someone who's in that like good lineage. Yeah. Um, and then before this, in between, because of Windexy and um, this, Ava Marie Saint is of course in uh, Superman Returns, <laughs> uh, a great movie that is not at all problematic, <laughs> but that I kind of love as Martha, as Martha Wayne, Martha, Martha, Martha Kent martha kent wayne martha wayne it it was a bad someone should have corrected that at some point um who plays pa kent in that movie in superman returns isn't he dead he is dead that's what it is uh langella plays perry
3: white man because uh returns is like
0: yeah he is dead
3: an alternate return returns is like it it uh it it presents itself as like a possible
0: sequel to superman 2 it right? is a sequel to superman 2 yeah. yes it kind of started that thing yeah. um so yeah this movie and obviously pot kent dies in superman 1 yes he does yeah. this movie like i said comes out 10 years ago comes out february 10th i guess a little over 10 years ago no it comes out on the 14th it comes out on valentine's day
1: gotcha.
0: uh what I said on Valentine's Day. Yeah, it does it comes out on Valentine's Day. Uh 2014, okay. it opens at number 7 at the box office. Ooh. And it opens at number 7 and drops like a stone. Right? Like it's it's that it is the one-two punch of opens bad and has terrible legs. Colossal bomb.
1: What was um, number 1?
0: Lego movie in a second weekend. It was never taking the weekend, right? Lego movie's hit. The Lego but, movie came
3: out in 20 The Lego movie came yeah. out 10 years ago? Yes it did. What can the I fuck, man? That, can I
0: tell you? That's the, not sitting well in me at all. Can I tell you what the other new releases were this weekend? Yeah. Because like oh, other man. movies in the top 10 that aren't new, Monuments Men, Ride right. Along, Frozen, Lone Survivor, uh, the Jack Ryan movie. But like these are the movies that are opening but on Valentine's Day. The movies that are opening on Valentine's Day alongside Winter's Tale are the remake of Endless Love, the remake of About Last Night, and the remake of RoboCop. (laughs) Wow. Connor, we were talking on our Total Recall episode (laughs) that as much as now the state of Hollywood looks terrible the 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 MCU and, like, revitalizing, like, franchise filmmaking as a concept yes. was actually, like, a necessary corrective to what Hollywood was doing 10 years ago. That you've got three remakes of 80s movies that are, like, forgotten today. The remakes, not the originals. Yes, yes. Coming yes. out on the same weekend okay. is, like, that's embarrassing.
3: It's difficult to make sense of.
0: You know what the, the craziest thing about about last night in is? February in on February, the same weekend in February and pointedly about last night is in this list. So's that awkward moment, which is also a remake of about last night. They just didn't clear the rights <laughs> to it. I don't know if you've seen that awkward moment, but it's I fucking have. that awkward moment is more as more in common. It's not. I'm not saying because it's the race thing. I'm saying because of like plot stuff that happens in those two movies. That awkward moment is actually a more faithful remake of About Last Night than fucking the Kevin Hart About Last Night is. Um, Yeah, just bad. Uh, Also in the top 10, this is, of course, the second weekend of the greatest movie of 2014, which is Vampire Academy Blood Sisters, Uh, a great American masterpiece. We salute you. This period 10 years ago feels... It's so close back. and simultaneously
3: so far away. From yeah, what right was now. it
0: what opens next weekend? Next weekend, baby. Kevin Costner's Three Days to Kill.
3: Is this our last 2014? Oh no, no, no next because Miss Julie. We got Miss Julie
0: next week. Yeah. Um, do I want to play a game? Is the question.
3: I don't have one for you. I, I
0: have one for you.
3: I don't. I don't know where to connect this to anything enjoyable.
1: <laughs>
3: I'm um. Serious. I, I just need to say again that, like, we understand post the lobster of what Colin Farrell can do and bring to the screen. And just yes. the fact that, like, I just think 14 this is just years year. Nothing- there are 14 years of wasted potential.
0: Yeah. But I think, look, okay. This is, this is what I'm just going to – the reason why I'm mad at this performance, and I actually think this might be the worst Colin performance. I don't know if I said that earlier. This has been rallying around my head. It's not because he's worse in like Total Recall. He's worse in a See, lot of No, but things. this is this is why I disagree, Connor. I know you love to say that he's director dependent. Yeah. But think about the new world.
3: I think he's great in the new world. No, no I said no, this
0: during the episode. I think he's great in the new world. Okay. What if he tapped into 1% of that in this movie? I think he's try. I
3: think when they're looking at the microfiche, he's trying. I think there's nothing. I think nothing he's trying, there. but it's because there's nothing for him. <laughs> it's because there is nothing textual in this film for him to pull lazy. from.
0: Because he's lazy. It's, his job. Would be it's ha- his job to be good.
3: I don't blame him for being lazy in the making of this movie because it's
0: horrible. <laughs>
2: And I don't think he's lazy. Like I
0: I think he's lazy. Charlie, break the tie.
2: I, yeah. I just feel like nobody in that movie cared.
0: Yeah. But I think you I need to that. hold them to that.
3: Cool. All right. I don't know. I don't know. It's hard. It's like so difficult to say. The realities of making these pieces of shit, like, I, I just, I can't imagine. Like, <laughs> so...
0: Uh, I just think his particular brand when he's on of, like, sexuality on screen, which he has done in the past, he has been so fucking erotic in movies, is, like, it's, but it's, it's not just that he could have brought it, it's that it is very well suited to what this movie, like, kind of thinks it's doing.
2: No, yeah, I agree. And that
0: he's not giving you anything is, to me... A travesty. If
3: if you look at his filmography and everything that we've worked through, I think when you get post-Miami Vice... He doesn't want to be sexy anymore? Not that. I think if... I don't know if this coincides with him becoming sober. I don't know what happened personally to him, but I think if he can't make intellectual sense out of what he's working on, it, it just completely falls apart. Sure. I think when he was where I know he doesn't remember much of the experience of making Miami Vice, but I think the experience of working with someone like Michael Mann and having like almost every single level of minutia explained out to you explicitly as you're making the thing almost to the point of like detriment that the film loses sense of what it is because Michael Mann is so crazily obsessive with like changing things on a day to day basis to make it more real more true more whatever you have it i think once you get past that and then you're like being told to be emotionally real with stuff that doesn't pre-exist for you to pull from i i I don't think he can do that which is weird because like as we've said like the recruit not a good film he does kind of do that in the recruit like he is kind Mm -hmm. of capable of like pulling that off in moments in the recruit which is also not a good movie if you kind of understand what I'm saying, it's a it's a very like weird, intricate circumstance of like his, what I'm assuming is, is the process that he brings to the table and how that's likely changed from movie to movie throughout his career.
2: I can't speak on this. I don't know. Yeah.
3: Early okay. on, he seemed like a very, when he was young in the movies that Cole and I, like Tigerland, like the Joel Schumacher work and stuff like that, he really did seem like, that kind of prodigy athlete that you could just throw the ball to and like watch him do stuff on the court. And by this point in his career, it seems like he can't improvise as well because it needs to work holistically for him to be.
0: And I, I don't know. I think the job yeah. of an actor is to just make it work. Um. All right. To some extent. I mean, but you know, it's like films
3: are so strange because you have days where you can just be like shooting a reaction shot, isolated I guess. From everything else. But that's it's going your on.
0: job. It's your. I but it's, it's your, your job,
3: job. But it's your job in coexistence with like Manor. all these other craftsmen that are working at the same time. You know. I don't know.
0: I'm gonna. We're gonna come back to this in like three or four years. We're talking about someone else who's in a bad stretch <laughs> and they're better. <laughs> yeah. Charlie, before we go into this little game I had planned, do you have any final thoughts on Winter's Tale? I'm sorry I made you watch this.
2: It's okay. No, I don't think so. I think I've said everything. It, if it's
0: if it's any uh consolation, I went and I looked up what the other one you wanted to do was, and it was on Dean, and that's also not a fun movie to talk about. Oh uh, yeah. Um that's I another it is more it,
3: it's more fun than this one though.
0: It's a better movie, but it's yeah. another one where we're just like, I don't know what to do with this.
3: I think we would have benefited from having a guest present Maybe. on that episode. Because well, we didn't I'm have sorry. one, right? Yeah. We
0: did not. Um, all right. Connor, I'm taking a page out of your book.
2: Uh, do i have to play this game
0: you don't have to you're okay. welcome to okay. uh i have gone to a little website called collider.com everyone's favorite <laughs> no, i never no, stepped
3: i never dropped that far i never dropped
0: that far they have knocked together a list of the top 10 so bad it's good movies from the past five years, this was written in May of last year. So from 2018 last to last year,
3: should I just start? Yeah, is cats have, on the list? Cats <laughs> is
0: of course number one.
3: Is dear Evan Hansen on the list?
0: Dear Evan Hansen is not on the list.
3: Wow, that's kind I of I know. Um, I'm trying to just think of it's funny how hard it is to remember like the terrible movies that have come out in in recent years past. I,
0: Number two is a movie that we are going to do on this podcast. We've like all but put it on the schedule. Um, hmm. uh, It's a movie that I like a lot. I think it's like legitimately great. Um, And I think people like reacted to it like it was so bad it's good because they like couldn't handle it. Like I'm being a little facetious when I say that about cats, but this I'm like, this is kind of a staggering work and people didn't want to like, Try to meet it on its level.
3: Oh, is it Tenet?
0: It's not Tenet. It oh, is a okay. sci fi movie. It's Tenet on the list. Tenet's on the list. Damn. Uh, sci fi movie. It's from early 2019. It's got some big stars in it. Reuniting from a previous movie that we've talked about many times on this episode. It's got a giant tuna fish in it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big old tuna. <laughs> oh,
3: wait, wait. No, wait, wait. <laughs> Named no that wouldn't
0: justice. make any sense the tune is named justice
3: i so, was well, this I'm is guessing Ste- i haven't
0: seen this movie though. this is a stephen Knight's wow. serenity
3: oh i'm you know okay i'm i i i
0: <laughs> great movie i
3: mean i i i'm aware of the discourse about serenity i've never watched serenity though
0: serenity rules yeah serenity is who's Mc- in
3: this oh mcconaughey we talked McConaughey, about mcconaughey and hathaway
0: yeah, yeah. and jason clark yeah. And Jeremy Strong giving the only good performance he's ever given in his career.
3: Sorry guys, we're true. doing Jason Clark on the oh, podcast. So Sorry heavy. to spoil it for you. All right. Well,
0: Number 3 is a movie that has a so bad it's good cult around it despite the fact that no one saw it like at all. Like that's the whole thing about it is that the so bad it's good cult entirely was spawned by people not actually seeing the movie. Uh, so that does much, not help <laughs> so much so that they thought they could put it back in theaters because they thought there was oh, no Morbius. It's, Morbius. it's Morbius, yeah.
3: Doctor Morbius.
0: Number is his four, name Michael Morbius. His name is Michael Morbius.
3: And and uh, is uh, is Matt Smith also a
0: Morbius or is he? Like, I a don't. Guy? I didn't see it. <laughs> um, number four is like whoever wrote this list has a fucking like bone to pick with this movie.
3: Oh, So uh, it's, it's a, not really considered a so bad. It's
0: good. It's by, not like, a other movie people? that anyone has ever thought about. Huh. It's 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 a comeback. It's twenty twenty two. Twenty twenty two. It's a comeback vehicle Last for a year. huge director from the nineties. Is it Deep Water? It's not Deep Water. Deep Water. This bad, this director so. may have been one of the people who made Will Smith a star. Uh. What are the movies that made Will Smith big? People,
3: it's not. It's not ambulance.
0: It's not I, ambulance. Yeah. No. It, is it, it
3: like a action
2: movie? It like is that? a
0: big action movie. What? Charlie, you got no idea.
2: I don't know.
0: Wait, is it? Are you talking about Men in Black? No. Nope. Before I'm Men in Black, say, like I'm
3: not aware of.
0: What's the movie between Bad Boys and Men in Black?
3: With Will Smith. With Will Smith. Wait, uh, Men in Black is '97. In yes. Bad Boys 95. Oh, yes. oh, 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 is it? Wait, is it? Is it Independence Day?
0: So, yep.
3: What he made a you've... movie last year?
0: Moonfall. He directed Moonfall. Where the Moonfall.
3: He directed fall.
0: Moonfall. I know. This is what I'm saying. What? Um,
3: Why am I unaware of that?
0: And then I wanted to do this one because uh is Moonfall about the moon falling? Yes. Into the Earth, but the moon is a Dyson sphere made by aliens who are like trying to destroy the project <laughs> when they like ancient alien colonized Earth or some shit. Um, Who's number five? Who are the I main want...
3: actors in Moonfall?
0: Uh, Patrick Wilson and Halle Berry. Oh my think? god! Oh my Maybe god! Maybe it's Halle Berry. Uh, I um, wanted to do this list for one reason though. Number five is a shout out a mutual friend of all three of ours. It is a thing classic. Gotti? No. That's, not like Gotti. 20,
3: that's like 2017 right yeah it's too
0: early but what's yeah. the other what's the other like notoriously bad travolta movie
3: notoriously bad travolta movie.
0: directed of... by a certain beloved musician
3: yeah i don't know
0: oh you don't know this one
3: of recent of the last five years yeah yeah i'm not sure
0: it's a uh, it's the fanatic I've never heard of this before. No. Google what he looks like in the fanatic right now, and okay, then in my t- defense, I was not friends
3: with Jeff when when I know. Uh, Travolta was being covered. What Jeff, the we love hell? You. Fred Durst directed this movie. This movie was what? 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 What are we? What am I looking at right here?
0: Um, and then number six is Tall Girl Two, which I think is very funny. Oh, they That's made a just, second one. They made a second one. <laughs> That's like Netflix, oh, right? Just like that's... life sucks
3: because you're tall. <laughs> yes,
0: they made that's two crazy. of them.
3: John Travolta um, as Moose, an autistic man who develops an unhealthy obsession with his favorite actor, Hunter Dunbar, and stalks him. Oh, no. The film yeah. was given a limited theatrical and VOD re- release on August 30th, 2019 by Quiver Distribution and Redbox Entertainment.
0: <laughs> I'm just going to say, to to back up my point, that... Um that there are no so bad it's good movies anymore uh like half of those movies you had never heard of do you have you have to pad out the list if you're a hack working for collider okay. if you're i'll i'll shout you out if you're fucking robert lee the third hey robert Not lee the third, third change oh, that's your name
3: buddy yeah. you do fucking- you have any favorite do you have any guilty pleasure movies that you think are bad not that it's so bad it's good, just like movies that you enjoy watching that you also acknowledge. It is It is my firm
0: movies. philosophical belief that if I enjoy watching a movie, it is good.
2: I also think that. I'm not
3: sure if that's true, because I think there are movies but that click I on, Click on
0: this link. I want you guys to see what Robert Lee III looks like. Okay.
2: <laughs> yeah, he, wait, he
3: wrote the art, this article? Yeah. About the... <laughs>
2: He looks exactly like how somebody named Robert Lee the Third would look. Yeah. Are you sure this
3: is a real person or is this like a is this a is this a Snyder a Snyder cut bot? (laughs) AI made. Yeah. Tell me this does not look like a Snyder cut bot (laughs) that you would see like all over.
0: Other 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 great articles that this guy's written, the 10 best French animated movies, the 10 best mockumentaries of the 2010s. Uh the 14 best classic stoner comedies, the 10 best comedies of the 2020s, the 10 best animated movies of the 2020s. Uh, wouldn't you love to get paid twenty dollars to knock one of those fucking pieces of shit out, Connor? Doesn't this seem like a great gig?
3: You get paid a full twenty.
0: If you work for Collider, you should kill yourself. You're oh, a fucking.
3: Jesus. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Hey, I need to
0: be nice to people who work for Collider. They have like no self-worth is the problem because they work for Collider.
3: <laughs> yeah, man. He'll watch he'll watch upwards of 125 movies over the course of a calendar year. Robert mm-hmm. Lee the Third. So you gotta show him some more respect. You gotta put some respect on his name,
0: Cole. You want to hear something really cool?
2: Yeah. Uh
0: I went to go look at his list of the best uh French animated movies. Connor, his his number one is Fantastic Planet, which is not a French movie. Oh, That's wow. been our show. We're so tired. Do you have any movies that are so good they're bad? That's the question. Oh, yeah. Charlie, you said no.
2: No, I don't believe in guilty pleasures.
0: Yes, I also don't. Oh, you said so good they're bad? So good they're bad. What does that mean?
2: I don't. Yeah. I don't I'm...
0: understand the question.
2: I think there
3: are movies that everybody likes so much that I don't like because well, yeah
0: contrarian, contrarian like, asshole I don't
3: even mean in that sense I think it's more like
2: like it's overhyped for you not overhyped
3: like I think there are movies that are good but they're manicured and there's like nothing what's the right word I'm trying to use here there's nothing to like latch on to because the movie is like so polished in a good way and still Water. like retains being a, a good bad movie. movie though yeah.
0: Connor did once say that he spent like several years disliking the social network because too many God. critics he thought were annoying were too self-satisfied for liking it. Yeah,
2: yeah, no, I agree <laughs> with that. Yeah. Social network is so fascinating. It's I a great movie. was I was, but I I was think... not in the trenches of the social network fandom, but I was like adjacent to many people that were in the social network fandom and that fandom was fascinating. Yes,
0: the social network fandom is something I've only like found out about in recent years. Uh yeah,
2: I think yeah, what there weird,
0: is because like I tend a... to be pretty like up to date on what's like the weird fandoms are, yeah, um
2: no, that one was like that was fascinating.
3: I think the adoption of that movie, though, by some outlets is like a little masturbatory, yeah, it's con it's self-congratulating in the sense that like, oh, we understand what's wrong with the modern world because we think that this movie is good, which also like, me.
0: yeah, I should clarify like. I do have guilty pleasures, but, like, my guilty pleasures are, like, movies that have animal cruelty in them, right? Like, okay. like, those are movies I feel guilty about liking as movies where I'm, like, the production of this was probably kind of fucked up. Sure,
2: I think Not that's,
0: like a movie I think, I think I'm too smart for.
2: Yes, I think I'm that's stupid. a good kind of guilty pleasure to have. Yeah,
0: I'm very stupid. I'm, I'm asking
3: these working. questions because I don't have any examples off the top of my head, yeah. but like I do feel like I feel this way about some
0: I think Connor with love, I think that so good it's bad is a you thing. <laughs>
2: that's
0: a that's a you thing.
2: Yeah, you I think don't. it's just a me thing? I, yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't never felt that way. Can I say one more thing about the social network? Yes. Um did you guys know that um the book uh, Red White and Royal Blue yes. which was made into a, a movie recently that was fine. Yes. Um, it was based, uh, probably based on um, social network fan fiction.
0: This is this, it, I'm only that. shocked that you said probably, I thought it was a, an accepted fact.
2: <laughs> well, the original has is nowhere to be found,
0: interesting. So it's not but, documented,
2: yes. But like, she wrote social, I mean, she wrote like she wrote social network fan fiction, yes. and well, a lot of people are like we remember her writing starting something very similar to this with
0: interesting
2: Mark Zuckerberg. i
0: believe it isn't there is there another one besides that 50 shades and uh, after that that situation
2: like the fan fiction situation
0: the fan fiction find and replace au fan yeah. fiction turned into the love
2: hypothesis. hypothesis which is a book uh is kylo ren and ray fanfiction what there's, yeah. a there's a Raylo! There's <laughs> a Raylow, and it's Reylo. really pop. And if you look at the cover of the book, like it's very obvious that it.
0: That's is, crazy. Yeah. I just found out that there's a fifth After movie, and I really do think Harry Styles should sue at some point. They just stopped putting those out in the United States, by the way. Like they're making bank in England. So brutal. Yeah, I have to look at this left hypotenuse thing. Yeah. that's crazy yeah
1: it's,
3: it's right. so
0: wild it's so wild you could legally do that
3: yeah
0: i'm surprised more people don't do it
3: i think it's i think it's maybe more challenging than, than you think or i guess like yeah. you know that's like kind of see... the pro- that's kind of the process for a lot of fiction creation like yeah. so many filmmakers so many filmmakers are like acknowledging the fact that they love a certain movie and yeah they're trying to like tap into elements that they read into into said thing,
0: you know. You know the, uh, that Super Smash Bros. fan fiction that's like ostensibly the longest piece of fiction ever written in the history of humankind? Yeah, Um I I'm, think, I'm like, like I think, partially aware of it, but... I think whoever wrote yeah. that should try to do a fun replace. Like, make it an original thing that he could take I think did too. <laughs> that's been our show for this week <laughs> uh charlie do you have anything you want to plug that would make sense circa valentine's day
2: i don't think so that's cool yeah um you see what silent book club is maybe but
0: you um, want to talk about silent book club
2: i think it'll be the sunday i think it'll be uh, i don't i think it will already have happened in february all right so i'm not that worried about it
0: connor do you want to plug the instagram
3: it's at above the title pod also charlie i apologize for not being very guest friendly this week i just like <laughs> this movie
2: i don't care i didn't have that much to say i said la- I say.
3: bottomized the fuck out of me while i was watching it twice
2: no i understand <laughs> yeah. it's it's fine i'm just I'm like proud. i just
3: Ugh. it makes me it makes me it really does make me sad because it's like so much potential there and was you, there was it so- wasn't, capitalized until he was in his mid 30s you know well i thought so, you meant potential yeah i don't know oh, i think there's much i think there's potential for the movie as well but like this really just like capped off to me like how how much time Cole and i have spent in his career and like how little has paid off in any way whatsoever
0: but it's about to fucking hit the jackpot baby I know it's about to
3: but like there is there is that like maybe it's because this movie is about time and aging connor as well of penguin
0: like, tv show penguin tv show
3: i know but i do just like when you come to realize like the potential of exciting youth that has been lost it's 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 soul crushing it's devastating I have no I have no other way to put it
0: on that note okay yeah um thanks for listening to the show (laughs) Charlie once again thank you so much this was a pleasure
2: of course of course well hopefully next time I'll be on I'll be talking about something that I like
0: I hope so too um we
3: have good stuff coming down the pike
0: Uh, please remember to rate review and subscribe um if you're the one person in singapore please tell me why you stopped listening to the show uh it hurts (laughs) my
1: feelings
0: (laughs) we like consistently had one listener in singapore and they stopped listening like four months ago you know what episode
3: it was that they stopped with yes
0: i think it was scrubs i think they hate jeff sweeney
3: um oh yeah jeff, jeff S- sweeney I- jeff sweeney's the issue with the scrubs episode, yeah. So, yeah jeff,
0: jeff okay. sweeney if you're listening to this you're a piece of shit no. charlie have you heard what happened uh
3: <laughs> have you heard what happened during the scrubs episode i'll I'll
0: tell them when we're done i'll tell them when we're done we were Um, like
3: we were like 30 (laughs) minutes in and jeff was on a tangent and cole goes we need to end the episode i'm about to puke and he just and he just i
0: did hear about it that's not what happened i we finished the episode i just did not we did not
3: finish the episode (laughs) we
0: did we did not it's not it's not even like in the bottom five shortest episodes
3: really I, I just like it. in my head it was like we were literally talking for 20 minutes no we,
0: we recorded a full episode I was just delirious Um uh, please remember to rate review subscribe Jeff Sweeney mm, no comments we love you um, uh, and as always fuck Akiva Goldspin it up like
1: I can feel it come. I've been